What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Luis Martinez, a.k.a. Big Chief Burrito. And this episode of Mi Gente Show is titled Comic-Con Preview 2023. Uh, Sophia and I went over some of the cool stuff that's happening at Comic-Con this year. We had two guests. Jose Iturriaga at Kuze75 on Instagram is an artist. And he does concept art for video games and other films. And there's a video game coming out called Mictlan, which takes place in pre-Columbian Aztec society. It's like a Grand Theft Auto, but set in that time frame, which I'm excited to see and play. They're having a panel this Friday night at 7 p.m. at Comic-Con. And we also had uh, David Dawson from The Intellectual Podcast, who is also an actor, and he's in a movie called Kung Fu Ghost. They're doing a pop-up outside of Comic-Con at the Blarney Stone, so you can stop by there, take pictures with the cast of that film. And we talked a little bit about each of the projects, and we also went over what's happening, what's not happening at Comic-Con this year, SAG After Strike. Uh, we also dove into a couple of the topics um, that have been going on over the last couple of weeks that we've been chatting about. So it's a cool episode, releasing it midweek because Comic-Con is happening right now. So if you're on your way to Comic-Con, online at Comic-Con, great time to listen to this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Keep liking keep rating keep sharing the pod to all our newness listeners thanks for finding us to all our old school listeners thanks for continuing to rock with us we love you and as always enjoy the pod What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Luis Martinez, a.k.a. Big Chief Burrito, live with you on a Tuesday. Mi gente, show live and direct from Southern California, San Diego, Chula Vista, South San Diego. The whole South Bay area. Comic-Con preview. (laughs) Yes! The whole world is burning up, Sophia. We've had five of the hottest days recorded in the history of time over the last couple weeks. Oh, heat wave. All right. But that won't stop Comic-Con. Nothing will. Except maybe the WGA oh, really? and writer's strike and actor strike. Um, right, we're going to get we're gonna get into a Comic-Con preview in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about what's happening, what's not happening at Comic-Con this year, whether it's going to have an old school feel with no actors, no huge uh, Hall H panels and stuff like that. I'm excited about it. And uh, we have an interview with a couple of people that are part of the Comic-Con experience this year, and we'll be promoting our friends panels and answering any questions you might have about what is happening. We're also going to be catching up on the WGA and writer strike, um, the sag after WGA strike, uh, all the newest updates, the cruelty, etc. And we might have some interesting people popping in. But this is part of the show where we talk about personal news just to catch up on everything that's going today. So, Sophia, how was your big gay weekend? <laughs> it was uh, a blur. It was a big and gay and lots of rainbows everywhere and all of it. Just so much dancing, twerking, drinking and debauchery, but also family fun at the parade. So it was a lot of wholesome, a lot of not wholesome. And um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was my first time doing a pool party and the parade because I I usually do the festival, which is a totally different event. And I decided to just skip that and do the parade and a party on Friday What's, what and a pool party on Sunday. Huh? Is, that, 
the music festival is that what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah. the music festival so usually the parade is like in the morning and it's like five hours or something like that and then it ends and the music festival begins and the music festival goes until like 10 p.m something like that nice yeah yeah so if you really want to go crazy on saturday you, you the it tends to be parade festival after party somewhere uh yeah but i am old and tired and so i decided to just do the parade until i was tired went to sleep and then i went to a pool party the next day wow yeah wow you need to plan your, you need to plan your drinking and your drugs appropriately for a long day I, I need to yeah man my hangovers are bad i need to yeah yeah freaking epilepsy not fun no Mm-mm. but yeah that was good Nice. Nothing nice. else. Nothing else I can say on stream. So <laughs> it was good. Um, I kissed a girl. And I, I did not. Uh, um, what was I going to say? There was a lot of reality show people. Ultimatum Girls. Okay. I saw not a lot of my TV show. Um, I did bump into uh, Amber's Closet and Sterling. I think I believe they were there, but I didn't get to see them. But the host, uh, Jessica Clark, was there. Wish more of my girls would have gone, but you know, hey. What was the uh, biggest gay celebrity that was around? Ooh, ooh, was it, was I it you? definitely not, not even close. Um, <laughs> it, I think right now the Ultimatum girls from the show, the the Ultimatum, the Queer Ultimatum on Netflix, okay. they're all like super well known, and they were all over every event during pride so like my friend group my kickball team um they went out a lot more than i did a lot of the girls so they bumped into like all of them i just bumped into tiff and then i got to see vanessa for a little bit but everyone else got to see like the whole cast they were everywhere it was crazy and since they're super relevant right now since the show just came out um yeah everyone was like you know can i get a picture all that stuff Yeah, yeah as one does as one does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice, nice, I, nice, think, nice. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, the music festival has a ton of, you know, acts, but as far as celebrities just in the wild, that's what it was. And yeah, my niece turns one years old. One Damn, year old already? this weekend. Yeah. So that's that's going to do it for me in personal news. She turns one and sat on, not sat, well, her party's on Saturday. And so her baptism and her party are going to be in the same day and we're gonna be in rosarito celebrating and i'm excited sounds like a blast yeah i'm excited anyway what about you personal news uh personal news i am going to comic-con this week uh uh no everything's everything's pretty much copacetic i i had uh the four dogs here for the next for the last couple of days because i won't be able to uh, pay attention to Milo uh, because I'll be in and out of the house and I'll be going to mm-hmm. conference back and stuff like that. Right. Uh, right. So I uh, I had them for a few days and now this next couple of days I'm going to be super busy um, and kind of trying to figure out where I'm at. Uh, hosted karaoke last night. It was a fun time and um, basically just you know living my life, living the dream, living my life. Yeah. Stay cool. Trying to stay healthy. What uh, uh what days are you gonna plan on uh, being on Comic Con? I plan on being there um every day. Uh, so Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, pre is Wednesday. 
Mm-hmm. Preview night is Wednesday. And then after that, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I have panels with friends uh, various times. We'll jump into that in a minute. Um, And then Sunday is the only day that I might not be there. And that's simply because my brother's coming into town, which I'm excited about. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'll be doing some family stuff that weekend as well. Um, And hopefully getting some tattoos. Yeah. My brother's doing a guest spot at a tattoo shop called The Ink Spot in Mission Beach uh, from Sunday the 23rd to the 26th. So if you want to get tattooed by a really badass artist, hit me up or follow him on Instagram. I'll post a link uh, and then we'll go from there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do you want to meet up on Thursday? I'm going to be in Comic-Con only on Thursday and Thursday only. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we're going to be Comic-Con it up. Cool. We'll say it. We'll, We'll stay in touch. All right. So we got a lot of stuff happening today. We're going to get into some drama. We're going to get into some updates on the strike. We'll do some Hellscape Watch. We'll do some Nanamas Ways. We'll get into it. It'll be a nice long evening stream. Hopefully it'll start to cool down (laughs) in a minute. Uh, But first, I do want to play. um, We did have a video. Let me move my shit out of the way here real quick so I can get to it. Sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. But we do have... um, Jose Turriaga, he's a musician, um, artist. Uh, he actually did the um, he did the music for Alien Story, the mm-hmm. like eight bit soundtrack music for the intro. He's also going to be at Comic Con this week. They have a Aztec open world game that he does concept art for, um, and he's also going to be doing peer. Um, portfolio reviews for artists in the sales pavilion and he was unable to be here live for the show uh but i did get a chance to record an interview with him earlier in the day so we're gonna play mm-hmm. that now and then we're gonna take it for there sophia can you check if your other laptop uh-huh. is is muted and the sound is all the way down because i'm getting a little bit of feedback so i'm not sure if that's from you or oh let me see it, it could be seems to be it seems to be all the way down okay just make sure your, your audio is down it I'm could getting... be also my fan let me know if that is what it is no, i'm getting a very very small uh, amount of feedback but i think it's better now Okay. Or maybe I'll just ignore it. Maybe I'll just lower my volume. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's not bad. Okay. All right. So I'm going to play. Oh, my God. It's double Lou. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Sharing All screen? Right. What is that? Can you what is up, everybody? This oh, is Luis Martinez. And we are recording this earlier in the day because our guest is not going to be available for a live show. But Comic-Con is happening this coming week in San Diego. It's going to be an old school Comic-Con. There's not going to be a lot of studios, no actors because of the strike, no writers to promote stuff. So what is that going to bring us? It's going to bring us an old school Comic-Con experience, a lot of indie creatives, comic book artists, uh, indie filmmakers. It's going to be, just like I said, it's going to be old school Comic-Con like 10 years ago before it got super popularized, super uh, commercialized. And one of the um, creatives that's going to be there and somebody that I've had the pleasure to work with, uh, he did some cool-ass music for our movie Alien Story. He's an artist that's been growing over the last several years, improving his craft. Um, and I wanted a chance to talk to him and promote some of the stuff he's doing this week. Mr. Jose Ituriaga. 
I'm here. Yeah. Hi, hi. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Concept artist and set designer. Um, why do you choose those those titles? Um, how is it different from just graphic artist? Um, is is that like a specialized part of the field that you wanted to focus on where you think your skills uh, fit the best or yeah i mean it's it's interesting just because i mean i always liked art since i was a kid and after college i was trying to get into you know the, the entertainment industry and i loved that i had a, i had a course with a set designer a uh, mexican set designer by the way who worked on titanic and uh he was showing us you know what the whole the whole deal was and i was like oh i want to do that uh so that's kind of like what got me into of, uh, pursuing a career as a set designer but back then you know this is several years ago uh and there was no big industry in mexico there still isn't that big industry for for this for production design in general mm -hmm. uh, everything's mostly filmed in on location because uh, they don't have the budgets that you know obviously uh, hollywood movies or tv shows have so I moved to the U.S. in a different industry, and uh, a, a few years back, I decided, like 2016, I was like, "Oh yeah, no, I wanna, I wanna do the entertainment uh, thing." So I started doing some some set design for independent films and uh, props, storyboards, things like that. And that's you know, always loved concept art, which uh, for people that don't know, uh, it's basically. Uh, an illustration of how things are going to look for a film or TV show before anything is even filmed. Right. So, uh, so both, both those crafts kind of like, uh, appeal to me. So, so, uh, yeah, I spent the last several years focusing on that. And, uh, now here we are. <laughs> is it something where like, um, somebody says, Hey, you know, uh, it's, a uh, it's, a uh, it's a future where apes evolve from men. And uh, we need uh, we need uh, we need uh, this and this and this element. You're like, I got it, and then you just go. Or how closely do you work with the creatives on, on something like that? It, it's both. Both are very different. Like set design uh, is uh, more about the architectural elements, uh, very specific. It's it's more about the construction of the actual sets, though virtual sets have been growing lately, and that's also a thing. Uh, Concept art is a little different in what in, in regards that you you focus more on the big idea, and then you get into the details. So it's a little more of a blue sky, uh, uh, you know, approach. Like just coming up with crazy ideas and see what's what what goes best with the production designers' uh, view and the director, obviously. So right. they, they you know. In my case, you know, I'm I'm sort of it's funny because I'm sort of a noob to the industry, so I'm still like learning all the all the ins and outs. But uh, yeah, I mean, they basically send me like, hey, this is uh, all these examples of things that we like. Uh, we're looking for this type of thing. Uh, we have these ideas, and you kind of have to bring them bring to reality, them. yeah, and then just show them. And there's like a few iterations, and then. Once it's approved by the director, then it, you know, it goes ahead into production and even, you know, they, it goes into set design. If it's actually set pieces and they need to build, so you need to do the drafting and all that, uh, 
that all that stuff. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 crazy. You know, I, 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 I'm 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 still surprised of how many moving parts there are, and something that's probably going to be on screen for like ten seconds, thirty seconds sometimes. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, filmmaking filmmaking is always a collaborative art. I think that maybe at the end of the level, something that we've always talked about is the fact that there's 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 two ways to work with people. There's, and unfortunately, in the indie level, it's like you know when you meet somebody, like when I talk to a makeup artist or a graphic artist or something like that, and they're like, "Yeah, I like to work with you." Um, there's a difference between getting somebody to do exactly what you want, which is like them working for you versus collaborating where I would be like, Hey, I need something for this film. And it's set in this, you know, landscape. Can you just go nuts and come up with something? So mm. when you're collaborating, um, if somebody's collaborating with you, they have to give up a little bit more control of the end product. Right. As opposed to it being a job. Right. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the project. I mean, it depends on the, obviously the size of the production, like a lot of, obviously the, shows they have so many people involved that you have a certain specific role that you need to fulfill uh obviously the higher and the ladder you go i mean if you're uh, an art director you have a little more control over what's being created uh even though you might not necessarily be the one putting it together uh, obviously then higher up is a production designer and he's pretty much the one that oversees all the creative parts all the creative uh, uh areas of of the show um, so when it comes to smaller projects, then you have definitely a lot more as a, as a creator, a, 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 a more control of what you want to show and your ideas to come, uh, you're bringing it to the it. table, right? Yeah, exactly. Unless you're working like on avatar where yeah. I know that like James Cameron had, you know, I don't know, like 50 concept artists working for like the last five years, just yeah. coming up with all these crazy ideas. I mean, that's obviously, you know, one of those rare cases and it depends, you know, it depends on the, on the projects. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's obviously pros and cons to uh, every, every type of project. If uh, James Cameron called you tomorrow and he said, um, would you rather walk, uh, work on Avatar 7 or uh, Alita Battle Angel? Which one would you rather work on? Ooh, man, that's a complicated one. Oh, man. My brain says Avatar, but my heart might go with Alita. <laughs> yeah, especially if Robert Rodriguez is directing, right? Yeah, 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 for sure, man. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Comic-Con that's coming up. Um, the big thing, and this is something we're going to be talking on the show tonight, is it's going to be different than, obviously, Comic-Con's actually been different every year for the last three or four years, because the last time we had a full-on Hall H, packed house, you can't move, was pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. Then COVID gets canceled. Then we have the hybrid, like, Thanksgiving little short Comic-Con they did, mm -hmm. which was kind of empty. And then the next year it got a little bit more back to normal last year but it was still not full full on everything and now we get the wga writer strike which already caused a bunch of studios to cancel a lot of promotions and stuff they were doing and now i just got a list of like 40 panels that were canceled because no actors are coming so you can't yeah. do the thing where you go hang out at the marriott or the uh, at the at the bar at the mm -hmm. hotels and just see all the famous people um, because they're not going to be here. So it's going to be an old school, like maybe 10 years ago, Comic-Con experience. Uh, do you mm -hmm. miss, do you, while it was super commercialized, did you miss those sort of Comic-Con days? 
And um, what are you most looking forward to this kind of uh, old school Comic Con experience? You know, it's interesting because I moved to San Diego in 2008. So that's when I started going to Comic Con. Obviously, I've heard of it for years. I mean, it was like, you know, the mecca of, 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 of comic book uh, conventions. I always wanted to, to go. Uh, but even even back then, you could still purchase your ticket online. Like I bought my tickets back then. Like I yeah. think it was probably the week before. I just got online and got a couple of tickets, and it was easy to just get in and out. And it wasn't as as crazy, even though it was already having a lot of of, of uh, uh, Hollywood uh, uh, elements to it. Like a lot of movies and TV shows were, were already coming here. I mean, from what I hear from people that have been going to to comic-con since the 70s it's obviously you know totally different right i, I think the, the one of the things that changed for me several years ago was when i just got frustrated about trying to get in in uh uh hall h and trying to get into a panel and it was like just spent five hours in, uh, on the line and uh, and you didn't get in <laughs> so kind of yeah. like that, that had a little bit of 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 of, of of how I changed my approach to Comic Con, and I started going to uh, other other stuff like smaller stuff, independent projects, uh, artists, uh, writers, uh, makeup artists, um, uh, costume designers, and all that. All those little panels for me were really en enriching because it was like, oh wow, you're learning all the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's great when you go to see, you know. A, whole age panel and there's like i don't know uh jason moore is over there right right charlie's theron i mean that's great right. you know it's it's a lot of fun but for me it was like you know not not, not that it was growing old it was just like i spent so much time uh, waiting online so i was like nah, i'd rather go see other stuff and that's when i started learning and that's when i decided like oh i want to do a career change i want to focus on this so i think in a way this this is what's going to happen uh, this year, hopefully, uh, that people go to the smaller panels and, and independent projects that, uh, you know, there's all, they're always been there. It's just that right. now it might be, people might be more aware of them because there's no whole H or huge, huge TV shows and TV or movie panels. There might be a line out of room 26B instead of Hall H, right? <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. The old school. And, and uh, ever since I've been in San Diego, I've been sort of aware of Comic-Con. And back in the day, it was just I used to know some people that worked at Comic-Con. So they would be like, hey, Comic-Con's this weekend. You want some passes? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. And then you would show up and anybody that was like in a stormtrooper uniform was like the default security. You know, they, <laughs> they would be the ones manning the lines. And you could just basically like, oh, this is happening in Hall H right now. And you could just like walk in and they'd yeah. be like, yeah, there's some seats over there. Yeah. Now people, it got to the point where people were camping out for two or three days yeah. to, go, to go see a, a Hall H panel on Sunday. And it yeah. was like, they're going to release the trailer at midnight tonight anyway. Why, yeah. would, why would you camp out for three days to, to see something? <laughs> or, yeah. you know, standing in line to get a, a, a Funko exclusive that's going to be available at Walmart, you know, in a week. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna be started with the Funkos, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I got some. I got. I got a. I got a. I got a problem with that as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to to being able to hang to spend more time and um, you know the, the days of like Brian Cranston walking around you know with a mask and Toby Maguire walking around in Spider-Man costume and stuff like that. All that well, stuff. You know, one time I saw Cordwood Smith 
he was walking around without a mask. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Clarence Boddicker. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, Red Foreman. And I was like, yeah, but Clarence Boddicker for me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny what you see. Like, I'm wondering if some of these actors that already had plans or maybe hotel rooms and they canceled, if they're still going to just maybe show up as fans, you know? Uh, and just walk around and do some stuff. It's going to be interesting to see to see what yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm very excited because you know this time I'm a little more active uh, on the pro side than before. Because usually I would just go as a fan, but yeah. I'm excited to see what happens and hopefully you know we'll see many people uh, stop by. You know. All right. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about the projects that you have going on. Uh, as I pulled them up earlier before. Um, an ancient mythical tale. Is it uh, Miklan? Miklan? Is that yeah, how you? Uh, Miklan. Yeah. So this is an indie game. It's created. It's it's probably about eighty five percent of the people working the project are from Mexico. Uh, the creator uh, Guillermo Larcon. He's he lives actually in Tokyo, but he's he's from Mexico, and he started putting together this project because he wanted to do. Uh, you know how how you don't see like in mass media you don't see that much of uh, uh, pre-Columbian uh, historical uh, narratives in media, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I've always uh, you know always wanted to to do something along those lines, and and when this project I hear, started hearing about this project, I was like, oh, I want to be involved with that. So this is uh, actually going to be our third Comic Con. Uh, it, it's interesting because a lot of people are like, oh, when does, does it come out? And it, this is a different project than, you know, let's say uh, a, a project backed by, back by a big studio because, you know, people don't realize it sometimes, but video games take a long time to develop. I mean, some of them, you know, it could easily go for five years before it's released. Mm -hmm. uh, so in this case... GTA. Uh, <laughs> GTA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And and uh, like in this case, it's an independent project, and it's created by a lot of people that uh, know crafts, but they're not necessarily you know like working in a studio or something. So it's kind of like putting it together. And the idea is to to be a character, uh, an Aztec uh, a character that's actually voiced by Horacio Garcia Rojas, who's gonna be here. And he 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 was in Netflix Diabletos, and uh, you know he. He's going to be voicing the, the main actor, uh, and uh, the idea is that you follow his path on on, on your mission to to explore the lands of the Aztecs. And uh, there is a lot of concept art that we've worked on for for the past few years. A lot of amazing artists putting it together, and uh, we're going to showcase a little bit of that, uh, the progress of it. Uh, obviously, it's taking some time because you know, as I said, uh, it's an indie game. Uh, but hopefully, you know, people can stop by. Uh, we're going to be having a panel on Friday at uh, 7 p.m. in room 29AB. Uh, also, Conejo, who's a, a rapper from L.A., I think he's also doing another character as well. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, their experiences because it's also about uh, talking about representation, about uh, how how we need to see these kind of things uh, more in media. And uh, I think that the richness of Colombian cultures is, is something that, uh, uh, you know, can be very enriching, like a very good experience for, for, for all the geeks and fans and uh, Latinos alike. Uh, so hopefully people will be able to join us. And this is, uh, you know, 
kind of like a for and about, right? As opposed to something like uh, Apocalypto, which is kind of through like a, a, a sort of a more of a white gaze, right? On culture and stuff like that. This is kind of yeah, like Forest Bias. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a video game, so it's not supposed to be like a, a, right, true a documentary. It does have, I mean, we, we've been working with uh, uh, archaeologists and, and historians to develop the whole world, and it's based on actual things that happen and the codexes and uh, or the codex <laughs> is that plural and so it's all based on on that obviously and uh, but it, we're obviously adding you know a little bit of flair to make it an enjoyable experience kind of think of like kind of it's very inspiring things like ghost of Tsushima okay and uh things like that so okay, so, so it's, it's more can, open world uh yeah. Got it. Well, Got it. hopefully not too small. It's going to be. <laughs> All right. So number one thing where I will be Friday at 7 p.m. in room 29 AB uh, with special guest Conejo and Horacio Garcia Rojas. Uh, so come check out uh, Jose. And I'm assuming you guys are going to be uh, showing little bits and pieces there talking about the progress of the game, et cetera. Yeah, there's going to be updates on what we have uh, for people that have been already there the past year. Uh, you know, you're gonna see new updates, and uh, yeah, we're gonna, you know, have some some. We can talk to the fans after the panel because usually we run out of time. <laughs> yeah, usually they're like, "Come on, come on, wrap it up." The, the Comic Con <laughs> guy comes in. Exactly. <laughs> Five minutes for questions. Let's go. <laughs> All right, and then uh, another thing, because you're gonna be busy this week. Are you gonna have time for cosplaying? Uh, are we gonna? Are you gonna bust out the uh, post-apocalyptic bat uh, Batman this year? Or <laughs> no, actually, I'm not gonna do Batman this year, but <laughs> I, I do have a couple of cosplay ideas that uh, uh, I hope I hope I have time for all of them. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> no bat. No Batman and Wonder Woman roaming. The, well, the it's just that man. It gets really hot. <laughs> yeah, and you know we just had hit with really really high temperatures here so now i'm gonna skip batman this year uh, uh yeah especially anything yeah, so that's like a leather trench coat you know i know i know so yeah there's the mcclan the mcclan uh, panel on friday then on saturday uh i'm part of the art directors guild i joined last year and now i've been working with them as, as concept artist and assistant art director uh and uh they do portfolio reviews. Uh, they have panels and they do portfolio reviews. And I was invited over to do portfolio reviews this year, which is for me, it's kind of special because I'm kind of like coming full circle. Because back in 2016, that was the first time I got my portfolio reviewed by by artists from the ADG. And that's when I learned like, oh man, this is going to take longer than I thought. <laughs> but it's great because they give you honest feedback. They 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 tell you what what uh, what you need to do to improve your presentation and how to get to those jobs. That uh, I mean, if you're interested in working in entertainment industry, either storyboards, uh, uh, concept art, things like that, uh, we can we can talk about it. So if you if you want to get your portfolio reviewed, it's not just going to be me. There's going to be other great artists uh, reviewing portfolios so stop by the sales pavilion a little earlier than that and sign up I'm gonna be oh, you gotta, yeah you can walk in and do it but you have to sign up before it starts yeah right? yeah 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 you don't have to like you know be, be in line for three hours <laughs> and like then on sunday uh, i'm also a member of the concept art association which uh, is an organization that's been pushing for 
for uh, the acknowledgement of concept art uh, across pretty much across the world. I mean, there's members from all over the world. I mean, space in the U.S. and they put together the concept art awards uh, during Lightbox Expo, which is in uh, October, I think September, late September, October. Uh, and uh, the idea is to bring the the concept art to you know, to, to the people and that they learn about it. So they're going to have different artists take over their booth uh, at different times during Comic-Con. So I'll stop by several times. You might, you know, see some uh, uh, sketch battles between artists or demos. Uh, I'm going to be doing portfolio reviews and I'm going to have some prints as well. Some of them okay. prints that we're going to have, uh, which we're also going to have during the panel. So, so, so uh, you know, if you're interested in getting some cool, cool prints, stop by. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be busy with that and try to find time to uh, meet more people and network and cosplay and sleep. Well, look, <laughs> all, all my background stuff. This is a new piece that I got at the Frida show down here. Nice. Um, that's Lalo Alcaraz right there. We yeah. got uh, Melo here, another artist that I know. So all my art that I put in the background of my stuff is always independent artists that I collect. And uh, one of the things I look forward to, uh, like back there, the Jay Dilla stuff and the Mad Villain poster I have, those are all um, from the same artist. And I go I go visit them every time, every year at the booth in Comic-Con. I say, what, what do you got new? And he's like, <laughs> all right, I well, I'll, I'll get you a set of prints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, anything that you bring, we're going to we're gonna throw it on in the background, Jose. Awesome. awesome. Um, so uh, besides, uh, uh, besides, besides the, so, sorry, brain fart there. Um, so, yeah, make sure that if you guys are in on Friday, uh, room 29AB, 7 p.m. is the Miklan uh, uh, panel. Uh, they'll be talking about the video game, the codex, the developments and updates. If you are an artist and would like to take that next step, be brave and have somebody review your artwork Saturday, show up early, sales pavilion upstairs. You might get your art reviewed by Jose or another highly qualified artist. And then the Concept Art Association takeover is Sunday, booth 5012. So yes. I'm adding all of those. I got my calendar and I have, and we'll be talking about uh, on the live show, we're going to be talking about uh, accidental aliens. We're going to talk about Afrofuturism panel, Uraeus, uh, one of the homies is coming down. Uh, he's got a bunch of stuff happening there. Um, I got it all on my calendar so that uh, instead of people watching and looking for celebrities, we're going to be, <laughs> su we're going to be supporting local independent artists, international mm -hmm. independent artists, Awesome. <laughs> um, with a special focus for me, hence this show on trying to spotlight uh, Latinos and people of color. So we're going to be out there on these Comic Con streets, trying to stay cool uh, yeah. while we're out there. <laughs> so uh, everybody, go check out Jose. And uh, is there anywhere else where people can uh, find your artwork or stuff like that besides uh, Comic Con? Do you have a website or how can they follow you? Um, well, um, I, I mostly post on Instagram. It's uh, at K U Z E H 75 at Kuse 75. Uh, I can send you my link tree if you want to add it or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, send it to me. I'll put it in the in the description when I drop the video. Yeah, and I, you know, I have my website, art station, and all that stuff, and some videos and some some cool stuff. <laughs> so if you want to give it a follow uh, and see the journey we've been on for the past few years. 
Excellent. And also as somebody who's known you for several years now and got to work with you in your uh, musical career, is the music yeah. stuff on hold while you're good in this or do you guys still mess around? I was I was still doing some music during the pandemic. It was crazy uh, uh, because I have a friend in Mexico where we actually make music together. Uh, we kind of put it on hold, but we're we're uh, we're going to start hopefully in the next few weeks doing some some new stuff. Uh and uh, yeah, I mean, because you know, art is my life, man. Like uh, anything from drawing and sketching and making music and all that's that's my jam. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I I variate between wanting to direct, wanting to do podcasts, wanting to uh, wanting to create art, physical art, editing, writing. So you know, fuck. At least we're out here creating stuff. It's exactly fun. exactly. But, might as well. And spoiler alert, since, uh, like I said, I've known you for several years now since we collaborated on some stuff for Alien Story, and we might be able to collaborate on something in the future. You know, hold hold your breath. We'll, we'll update that when it happens. But for now, uh, make sure that you guys are out there Friday, 7 p.m., 29 A.B., uh, for the video game. And is that going to be like a, is that going to be something that'll be like on, on street, uh, on like, um, we are eventually, yeah, we're recording the video. We're recording the panel, but, uh, I'm not sure when it's going to be available, but we're probably going to post it on YouTube and Facebook and everywhere. No, I mean the, the video game eventually would be like an indie game, like on Steam. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant the panel. Yeah, the video game is going to be available uh, for PlayStation and for, oh, okay. uh, for Xbox and PCs. Uh, um, yeah, we've already had some talks with PlayStation or with Sony and Microsoft. And nice. Hopefully, and I actually think it's already in pre-order on Steam, but you know, it's still we don't have a release date yet. So, <laughs> yeah, man. So for this year, this hybrid sort of weird, non-commercialized Comic-Con, let's celebrate every indie artist that we can. Go out there, spend some money in those booths, talk to people, collaborate. Let's get some more art there, especially, like I said, for Latinos and people of color. So, Jose, uh, we'll do a, we'll do a postmortem right here, right now. Let me end this recording. Thank you, everybody, for watching, and uh, we'll get back to we'll get back to the to the live show. We're back. We're back. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Yeah. I love when you guys were talking about the Hall H thing. <laughs> and how yeah. I it, I hadn't looked at it the way that you mentioned about like it because everything that's going on with the writer strike and everything, it's gonna feel it's gonna have more of like an OG Comic Con feel because mm -hmm. it became such a huge, you know, event worldwide. I'm like hmm, kind of excited. Yeah, yeah, but it used to be back in the day, it was just like uh, comic books, people cosplaying, a couple of different, you know, panels and stuff like that. And then once it became so popular, the studios were like, oh, we're going to do this huge installation. And then it was like the Game of Thrones experience and the, you know, the vampire experience and Walking Dead thing. And it was just, you know, what yeah. are they going to release on the walking dead panel and you had to stay up for two days and camp out to be able to get in there super mainstream yeah mm -hmm. i remember waiting in line for the guardians of the galaxy one and definitely did not get in but yeah <laughs> and before it would be you would just be walking by hall h and it'd be like and you would just open the door and you yeah. could walk in and just sit down and just see what was happening but for the last several years you couldn't do that you'd have to plan mm -hmm. ahead and you'd have to miss Hours. your whole comic-con to do that you know so 
I never understood that that fanaticism, especially when it was like, you know, but to each their own. Um, so, yeah, that was a really great interview with uh, Jose. Um, and uh, make sure that you guys check out that, that what that the video game looks pretty cool, too. I mean, if you're I mean, not that, not that you're a gamer, but. I can game, game. I can try <laughs> a game about sort of like Aztec culture and, you know, stuff like that. Pre-Columbian. Dude. Yeah. Wait, that actually sounds really cool. I kind of want to try it. It's like a GTA Azteca. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm interested in doing that. All right. We're going to have a couple of more guests coming on at some point right. today. Um, the link is out there. If you are watching this and you have something to promote, send it in, put it in the chat. Um, or hit me up if you know me uh, inbox and we'll get you on the show to talk a little bit about um, about your booth. Um, I also am going to be pulling up my schedule and uh, seeing where we're going to be at because there's already a couple of things that I absolutely know we're going to be at. Uh, let me just pull that up real quick for everybody. All right. Can so the, can. Yeah. So uh, sh- so there is a Afrofuturism uh, panel on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Yes. Uh, and I'm definitely going to be there. There is the um, Miklan panel, 7 p.m. Friday, room 29AB. And there is the Black Heroes Matter panel uh, on Saturday at 6 p.m. in room 29AB, um, as well as a Dark Side Mixer. Uh, there's also the Andy Dukelith, who's uh, been on the show, uh, Accidental Aliens. Their panel is on Saturday at 5 p.m. at the Omni Hotel in the ballroom, uh, fourth floor. Uh, oh, they'll man. be part of Does that mean that it's open to the public or no? I don't know. Some of the stuff in the hotels you can get into. Some of them you still need a badge, so it just kind of mm-hmm. depends. Um, but uh, those are the main ones that I have. Um, there was a list of all the panels that have that got canceled. I was going to go to the uh, the Venture Brothers panel on Thursday, and then there was oh, uh, in the Apocalypse, uh, not in the Apocalypse, uh, Metalocalypse was having a panel. And those uh, anything? No, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's heartbreaking. A, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, there's gonna there's a bunch of stuff happening uh, that is no longer happening. Metalocalypse, ah, oh, dude. I Do you like Metalocalypse? You, you show, yeah, you showed me oh, yeah, yeah. time. I remember, oh, yeah, yeah, you were yeah, like, yeah. you have to watch this. I was like, okay, right. and I loved it. Yeah, it's so fucking good. And they have a new uh, movie coming out, so that's why they were gonna play it. I think oh, they were gonna okay. they were gonna play it. Yeah, uh, Adult Swim, I think, will still be there. They they're the uh, the. Um, I think they're going to have one of their things on the green behind uh, Comic Con that will be open to the public. So, so there's that there'll be cool stuff happening there. Uh, so I'll be there for parts of it. Um, let's uh, let's just do some palate cleansers or just check in some stuff that's happening uh, in the news real quick while we wait for our next guest. How do you feel about that? Sounds good. Let's do that. Let's do it. All right. All right. So uh, new Biden, new dark Brandon dropped. Uh, uh, he's, uh, he's going to forgive 39 billion in student debt for 800,000 followers. Um, so basically the Supreme court, you know, blah, 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 blah. Everybody knows what happened. They canceled yeah. this cancellation of student debt. They canceled this cancellation. 
Um, but now he's like, no, I'm going to cancel some different. Is there a crossover between between the people that were going to get their student debts canceled to this? Or is this a whole new group of borrowers? Because some of it was saying is like people that have been making payments for like 20, 25 years. I'm pretty sure that doesn't apply to you. But no, I, I, I I'm not aware. I don't know. I. I thought that they were still fighting for the same for for like the same bill essentially. So I didn't yeah. No, this is uh this is historic relief will provide an income driven payments plan in which the federal government cancels borrowers outstanding balances after they have made their payments for 20 or 25 years. Uh MAGA World is Furious, blah blah blah. Obviously, Biden's education department will notify eligible borrowers in the coming days. It cannot be stressed enough what a big deal, blah 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 blah. Uh, this is kind of a propaganda lace one, but I do know that he did drop uh, a new, you know, I guess he's like, you know, he's like, they, they love it when I give them money. I got to keep doing it. Well, yeah. I mean, help us out. We're broke. We uh, live in freaking capitalist society. We need help. We're at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm trying uh, to figure out if it says like, whether is, is uh, this, this is kind of like a different set of people or who does this thing? Well, the whole, uh, if you've been doing repayments for 20, 25 years, then that would be a different set of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, so. we'll look third into it, but he's trying to he's trying to do stuff, right? All right. Uh, we're going to do this one more thing. I see David's joining us in the back. We'll yeah. bring you on in like two minutes. All right. Have you seen this? No. What is it? Yes. This is, uh, there's, this is yeah. a TikTok. This is a trend on TikTok where you sort of play as an NPC. Uh, and basically what happens is, uh, just, just watch. Okay. Grab. Yes, strong woman. Yes. Thank you, Tony. Can I eat it? So cute. Balloon. Take your Anna. Take your Maya. Take your Anna. Take your Jolan. Take your Anusti. Take your Rika. Take your Jolan, take your A, take your Emma, take your Maribel. Mmm, ice cream, so good. Gang, gang. Hey! Balloon! Hey! Oh, thank you, baby. This is so cute. Thank you, Tony. Watermelon. Wow, amazing. Hey! Take your shimmer. Slay, huh? Cash, cash. Grab, yes, strong woman. Mmm, ice cream, so good. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, cash. Yes, father. Yes, yes. Hey, leave the dogs alone. Yes, strong woman. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, hey. Take your Tony, old jellyfish. A pearl for me. Give it to me. Take your Isabel. Cash, Gracie, I had. Thank you for the taxi. I got you. That is literally us on the stream all the time. Balloon. Arrest. Cash, Gracie. Oh, special. Gacy, cash. Jenna Bartasham. No. She's about to pop those dogs. Damn, that is literally you and me on the stream whenever our dogs get the zoomies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 so basically on TikTok, if you, if you go live, you can, people can buy gifts to send you, right? And each uh-huh. gift is equivalent to dollar. So there's this trend now where these uh, people are doing this live on stream and she just plays. Obviously, this one is an interesting one, but there's ones where she never breaks character. And she's just like for a minute and a half, two minutes, just gang gang ice cream. So good. Also, let's also remember that she's um, she's making popcorn with a oh, hair that's sh- what I was I was wondering. Yeah, it's a hair with straightener a, with a hair straightener. One kernel at a time. What the hell? Uh, this is amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why aren't you doing this for money? All right, this is another. I ver- should. This is another version of this. Hey, we'll get David on here. I promise. Stinky sweat. I'm hot dog. Yum. You just act like you're. Yum. And somebody sends you a donut, you go um um um. And then, I can do like, that. Let's like do a, that. And like a donut could be worth like 50 cents as a tip, but then there's some of them that are like dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. So you can just go and just act like a fool for an hour a night on TikTok. Sophia, ask you so good. I would love to do that. Fine, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what are these called? Oh, Is it? <laughs> NPC monks. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Once you get to 350, all you, I promise. Stinky sweat. I'll spike it. What the fuck? I'm, I'm, I'm hot dog yum. It's too early in the stream for that. All right, sorry. Hot, hot, hot. Anyway, hot if there's yum. anything you can take from that, it's hot dog yum. I scream so yum. good. Gang, gang. <laughs> All right, that was a, that's a little play. Yeah, that's 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 today's. Why aren't we doing this to get rich, Sophia? Uh, exactly. Link of the day. Yeah, I'm fucking. I would do that. Um, all right, so let's keep let's keep going with more Comic Con talk. Uh, we have uh, next person uh, coming on our stream tonight is a podcaster, director, editor, uh, corporate titan. Uh, just. <laughs> Voiceover actor? What can you say about this guy? He does it. He does it all. We've been on each other's shows several times. So let's bring on the intellectual himself, Mr. Dawson David. I, I feel like I'm a massive letdown after. <laughs> you can't live up to that. Huh? Ooh, hot dogs. Hot dogs. So good. Hot dogs. So good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, it's ice cream so good. I hot oh. dog yum. We, hot dog we've yum. come to the point where people are living out video game fantasies. I mean that's yeah, yeah, this is so so essentially what this is is uh is the NPC fantasy where you know uh and the NPC means like non-playable character, right, David? Uh yeah, like the yeah. people that are bots in GTA. I want to feed like. the hot elf that doesn't say anything but three lines. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now Worth these it. people now this is this happens to be uh the other one is an influencer. I think she's French or something, but this girl, she's also a uh an adult star, my cherry crush. So she mm-hmm. maybe is doing it to like push people to her like her OnlyFans and stuff as well. But this is like the PG version uh of like an OnlyFans here because you get to literally control somebody's movements and life and you just sitting there clicking buttons and sending them. You buy bits like you would like on on Twitch or something, or you buy these things. And on TikTok, you're able to exchange those for gifts. TikTok gets a little money. The influencer gets a little bit of money. And as soon as it pops up on screen, you just do the appropriate gang gang. Yeah. I mean, it makes more sense than an NFT. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a little bit of a of a of a power trip of getting people to do something for money. It's like it it, it feeds into something kind of weird, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. we we make movies to try and influence people to spend money on tickets to sit their butts in a dark room together. So yeah, yeah, it does happen. Well, when All you right. put it like that, it doesn't <laughs> seem so appealing. <laughs> That's at least like really quick return, right? Yeah, yeah true. No, exactly. Yeah. It's like an hour. Well, but go. listen, you do that, you sell your soul for an hour, you might make three, four hundred bucks, a thousand bucks. You don't know. That's hey, true. you know, I you mean, never. 
You've convinced and me, Lou. You've sold. I know me. how other ladies have put themselves through nursing school, so you know. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, it happens. Happens. All right. Well, anyway, David stopping by, uh, checking in on us, talking a little bit about Comic Con and stuff. Uh, we're gonna get into uh, Kung Fu Ghost, uh, which oh, is yes. uh, which is available a lot of places uh, to view right now, which David was in. Uh, Jennifer Lynch, uh, actress director. Um, who I know from when she started, started here in San Diego. Right. Um, And, um, and we're going to get into that for, but David, I wanted to get your thoughts real quick. Uh, You, you're a Comic-Con vet. Obviously you remember the old school days, you know, uh, stormtrooper count, stormtroopers doing security and lines and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah. More indie based and stuff like that. Are you, are you looking forward to this sort of, toned down is this like a, a gift in disguise the the post-strike uh comic-con feel well i think i think it's a double-edged sword and i was having this conversation with uh, a couple people this week who are who were saying you know essentially that oh thank goodness hollywood's not going to be there it's going to be comics and cosplay and anime and we can enjoy the con and you know it won't be crazy yeah. well they already sold all the tickets based on hollywood being there so people have made their travel arrangements. They're not going to back out at this point, not this late in the game. Um, so you're still going to have those eight or 9,000 people who were expecting to go to Hall H now just crowding out the rest of the con. So I'm kind of curious as to how the crowd's going to feel. Regardless of everything else feeling smaller, the crowd's still going to be a huge Hollywood-based crowd of a number of people who will be disappointed in whatever's presented to them because they were expecting to be there for Marvel. They were expecting to be there for, you know, DC or whatever. And instead they're going to get comic books and anime, which is not what the 6,000 to 8,000 people who wait all night, every night of the con to get into hall H are there for. So it, it's going to be a mixed bag. Yeah, so you, I mean, there was already sort of rumblings of all the the studios for weeks back that they weren't going to really send anybody. So, but you, but you think like people, yeah, we're in we're in July. Uh, you had to decide you wanted to spend the money and come in out November, this year, November of twenty, <laughs> yeah. of last November year. for pros and like February for everybody else, right? Yeah, for the, so for I mean, the general... it's like at this point the the tickets were all sold. So yeah, that's and, true. And you know, hotels are sold out. In months and months ago right so there's no way you know that those eight ten thousand people who spend each day at hall h aren't going to be there ten thousand people who that's true extra a whole lot of dawson that's <laughs> a whole lot of dawson hey things that but yeah i i just think it's going to be a mixed bag because you're going to have a bunch of people who who will be unhappy because Hollywood's not there. You're going to have a bunch of people who will be very happy that Hollywood's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think I, th- I think more than anything, the crowd's going to be more of a problem than ever because those six to 8,000 people that are normally occupied in Hall H are now going to be roaming everything else, and it was already mm-hmm. crowded without them. That's true. Oof. True. Maybe we can get them to something to stand in line for. <laughs> that, rem- that reminds me when the panel would like immediately end and then all of a sudden it was like shoulder to shoulder yeah, with all of a sudden everything you're like, like yeah. oh holly just done yeah holly okay. just let out yep <laughs> yeah. look yeah, I well, en- that's gonna be every day this year every day oh wow i, I was enjoyed- so excited before that david damn 
I enjoyed Comic Con last year because it was less crowded and you could like actually move around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and well, uh, yeah, and, the first and I don't know. Year. I don't know if it was actually less crowded or if it was just like twenty percent of the crowd was stuck in the COVID check line trying to get in. That also could have been for it, most yeah. of the day, so it just felt less crowded. Yeah, th- that was a bitch. But every every time I went out and looked at the line for COVID check, it was quarter mile long. I was like, till Sunday, till Sunday ways. late, till yeah, Sunday it was, late. It was, it was insane. Yeah. So um, none of those people are going to be stuck in a COVID line and nobody's going to be in Hall H. So, so. <laughs> and the same amount of people bought tickets that probably last year, probably more than last year, bought tickets. So it might yeah. be a clusterfuck. And this there's is, probably uh, going to be less things to do outside too. So, but this is, yeah, I be, haven't heard about the pop-ups outside. I mean, maybe, a lot of those, either, a lot so of those were all... like the TV networks and stuff. And mm-hmm. I know some of the people who perform, in those pop-ups are SAG actors and SAG background actors. And I don't know if they have the people to man all that stuff now. Yeah. True. True. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how crowds it is inside and outside, especially, but I think this is an opportunity for uh, indie films, indie producers, indie comics uh, to take advantage of that as the same as it's going to be an opportunity for places around san diego other tourist attractions it's the you know what what the fuck worst case scenario these people are going to show up at the beach right they're like we're in san diego what the fuck do we do it's so 90 i think, it's I think it'll be a boon for the gas lamp oh yeah the gas lamp oh, yeah. will be popping again it's gonna be, be a, a boon lamp. for the gas lamp and and yeah the beaches in the local area will probably end up being pretty crowded yeah. um, especially if it's as hot as it's been <laughs> And it's going to be extra crowded in the small press area because there's there's going to be more people walking around. So, uh, so let's talk a little bit about what's happening for you specifically uh, this year. I know that you guys are doing a pop up at a bar. Uh, yeah. Um, you also have a. Do you also have a booth this year for the movie or? No, apparently, and I'm. I, <laughs> I'm showing up where I'm told is basically <laughs> yeah, I'm, handling, I'm not part of like putting it all together, but I believe that Jennifer and Eddie Lane have set up um, a space for us at the Blarney stone in the gas lamp. And so we'll be there. There'll be like a red carpet and a backdrop and we'll be signing autographs and, you know, meeting fans and doing that sort of stuff uh, Thursday through Sunday, uh, various uh, levels of the cast will be there at any given time. And, uh, you know, come down, hang out. I think Eddie's also going to be setting up like an audition space for various indie producers in San Diego who are looking for fresh talent for their films and stuff. So it uh, could be an interesting, uh, interesting opportunity for for somebody who wants to jump into indie film. Speaking of nice. making the most of indie film time at Comic-Con, right? So it's oh, a yeah. pop up slash cattle call. Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and where uh, and I'll, I'll be i'll be there to i'll be there to like you know show people that i'm not in fact bald as my character is um, <laughs> yeah talk a little bit about about uh about the movie uh, about working with jennifer uh and kind of how that how you how you entered into that sphere um yeah so you know jennifer came on my podcast the intellectual uh, a couple times and we chatted about her her action shorts that she'd been making and um she posted online at, at one point in 2019 that she was looking for for an Asian actor specifically to play her grandfather. And I didn't see her get very many responses. Um, so I wrote her and said, hey, you know, I'm half Filipino. <laughs> I don't know if that's Asian enough for you. But, <laughs> uh, 
you know, I'd be happy to come and, and chat with you. So we, we, we took a, a lunch and she walked me through the script and wanted to know if I would be interested in playing it. I was like, well, you know, yeah, if I could uh, kind of mix together a number of different influences, I think it could be really interesting, you know, a little, uh, little Pime and a little uh, Kung Fu Panda and then just like a little bit of uh, Mr. Miyagi, you know, just kind of blend all those things together and then a little bit of me. <laughs> <laughs> and see what see what we can come up with and uh she was she was amenable to it and you know we started training i actually started learning uh akata and i was i was doing some training and whatnot but i i actually blew my knee out like just before we shot oh so actually in the movie grandpa is is using a cane to get around um and it looks great for the character but the reality was i had to have a cane to walk around <laughs> Right. You actually needed it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Is Akata the the um, the art of essentially like causing harm through def self defense only, or what? How would you describe it? So, uh, defensive movements. Yeah, mostly what I was doing was defensive movements. Um, mm -hmm. You know, primarily my my shtick in the movie is I'm a ghost, so I actually don't do any fighting. So I am the titular <laughs> character. I am the Kung Fu ghost, right? Oh. Um, you're, the, you're the ghost of Obi-Wan. A little Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, Jennifer does a boatload of fighting in the movie, and she's quite impressive. Um, and uh, Shane Alexander and uh, and his team, uh, they choreographed all the fights. We had five days of shooting that was just fights. Wow. And, uh, and they kicked each other's ass. <laughs> <laughs> for, for five days uh jen was jen was bruised up and banged up really good and uh you have to also understand that the shoot happened the exact three weeks leading into lockdown oh my gosh so we were in this little bubble shooting these fight scenes and and the film for like 20 days mm -hmm. and tw 21 days Newsom announced the lockdown 22 days the lockdown happened right like it was oh it was gosh. we we finished right as it's right as it started and all through the shoot um our cinematographer Jerome uh Dolbert, he's uh he's French and he had flown in from Europe to work on the film Nigga, up. and all those kind of early reports coming in from Europe of Italy shutting down and yeah. flights now you know nobody's allowed to fly into the country and so there was all this stuff going on. We were worried now we have a European on the crew. Was he stuck here? Um, yeah, he was stuck here for a little while. And, uh, oh, and Jen, Jen got super sick the first like five days while we were shooting the fights. And we didn't know. Maybe she contracted something from him. You know? <laughs> there was a lot of weird like things to cope with and deal with. And, and there wasn't Jen any got, like, there was a, there pretty was a, quick, you know, but there, nobody knew anything at the time. And we there were was no rapid test. We were, yeah, we were so in that bubble of making the movie yeah. too. It just kind of became this safe space, like quickly go home, go to bed, get back to set where we're all safe. At least we all know each other and we're in this tight little space. And right. We, you know, the whole world was going crazy outside. So we'd do takes and then I'd pull my phone out and like be checking the news to see what, what happened in the 20 minutes we were. <laughs> we were shooting a scene you know it's oh my god it was it was a it was a really wild experience um and and we had guys like some of the stunt crew was down from canada and so they were starting to worry about whether they would be able to get back you know if the if the 
border got shut down before we were done with their parts. And um, mm. one of the, the, the guy who plays the love interest for Jen in the movie, he's from uh, South Carolina or North Carolina. And it's a real international know. affair. It was, yeah, it was, it was, everybody had all these concerns because just so much, so much weirdness was going on. So it was, it was an interesting experience. And then, you know, on top of everything else, it was Jen's first feature film. So all the kind of, lessons that a, a new director especially actor director has to learn shooting a feature film like we we're going through all that with her and uh but she did it man she she pulled it off um and then she ended up editing the whole thing herself in lockdown yeah. um, Whoa. so you know i mean my, my hat's off to jennifer lynch like she 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 busted her ass she got her ass kicked and then and then she saw the thing all the way to the finish line and she's gotten us distribution all over the world which is kind of amazing and uh you know we're streaming on peacock if you've got a peacock subscription it's it's free to watch there um i think it's now free to watch on amazon prime if you're a prime member um but you know it's on all the major streaming platforms and voodoo and whatnot you know so and it's get and the true sign of a success it's getting uh it's on torrent sites it's being pirated (laughs) yeah we got Ah. pirated within 24 hours by wow uh, that's how you know it's good uh, but in in egypt and Russia within 36 hours, and Russia dubbed us in Russian um, within those 36 hours. So I actually saw Whoa. clips of my character with a Russian dub on him. Which that's amazing. Which was I, I a watch total trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, shout out Jennifer Lynch because, uh, as I said at, at earlier, um, when she, like, literally when they were buying like sound and camera equipment when they were first starting out, uh, she. Uh, we got connected through somehow, and I was on set with them for one of their shorts. I think it was even the first day they were shooting, helping helping out. Um, I even uh, ran a couple of shots, uh, just kind of like, you know, um, like she was kind of producing and running everything, and I was helping out a little bit, and I just basically said, hey, you know, I'm just kind of going to do my thing until you kind of catch hold of your bearings of everything, and just whenever you're ready mm-hmm. – uh, take over, you know, uh, just to trying to get some basic stuff for her. And uh, yeah, a couple hours in, she was like, boom, I got this. And she's been taken off. Um, and definitely her passion and her work ethic uh, seem to be unparalleled. Obviously, yeah, she's, she's definitely got to take, don't take no for an answer attitude. Like, yeah, she'll, she'll she knows what she's making films for, right? She's, she's definitely yeah. working for a niche uh, audience, but, but she's, yeah. she, she knows exactly what she's trying to do. So, you know, more power to her. Uh, we wish her the best of luck. Luck with that. Um, so are you going to, what days is this pop-up happening? Is it the entire uh, weekend or is it certain times? I think it's Thursday through through Sunday. Um, I believe someone is there. Uh, every day. Every day. Um, I'll be there. Right now, my plan is to be there at least Friday and Saturday uh, afternoon slash evening um, mm-hmm. after work. Um, I might be down on Thursday as well, so. Yeah, if you're down, come down to the Blarney Stone. I'll I'll sign autographs. All right. <laughs> yes. I'll try to be there on Thursday. Which is still just a weird thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> but you're the Kung Fu ghost, David. Come on. Yeah, well, and you, so I, I'm also I also do the voice of Yoda in Raymond Montemayor's uh, Star Wars Toy Story series. Mm-hmm. And I got to I got to do an autograph signing up under the sales at Comic-Con uh, for those films in 2019. And 
it was it was bizarre to be on that side of everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a lot of fun though. It was fun to have little kids come up and Aww. you know not yeah. know who I am until I do the Yoda voice and then watch their Wait, eyes. Can you, up, you can, can you can you do a little Yoda? Like, <laughs> come on, a little just a little something. Yoda, Yoda, Yoda. Hey, there I am. Look at that. <laughs> There you go. Oh the my one, gosh. With the one crazy eye. Unrecognizable. Yeah. Wow. I literally shaved my head every day for, for a month. The fact mm-hmm. that you've lost so much weight since then actually makes the makeup job look that much better. Because <laughs> when <laughs> they, see, they see you now and they're like, oh man, do you have a fat suit on too? That's it. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah, a lot of work. No, yeah, I was uh I was let's see, I was sixty-five or seventy pounds heavier when we shot the movie. Yeah, then that's another thing I want to say. You know, congrats on your continuing success on your weight loss journey. Jelly mm-hmm. over here. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh my gosh, I'm getting your autograph on Thursday. <laughs> I'm taking my baby Yoda. <laughs> taking your baby Yoda. Uh, you yeah, so, so catch uh, Kung Fu Ghost on Peacock, Amazon, or pirate it. Uh, from in from, Russian, from reputable uh, Russian places only. All right, I, ah, uh, ah, I want, very good. Very, nah, nah. I am the kung fu. How you say ghost? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> kung fu. Haya. All right, I want to also, uh, you know, uh, friend of the show, previous guest Andy Dukeliff is also going to be yeah. at Comic Con. Accidental nice. Aliens, as I mentioned, will be uh, at, uh, at the Omni in uh, the ballroom, I believe, on Saturday. They'll be at K07 in the small press area. Uh, Andy will be doing new prints of some of our really cool new stuff uh, available, uh, soon to be seen in my background here. Uh, and they'll be selling their previous versions of their Accidental Aliens uh, anthology uh, and having merch there, so stop by Small Press uh, KO7. I love uh, that design. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, a she's awesome. a she's a beast. So so mm-hmm. shout out Andy, previous guest and uh, friend of the show, uh, for checking out. Also Jose Turriaga, as I mentioned before, um, for the Miklan uh, video game panel on Friday at seven, and also he'll be in the sales pavilion doing portfolio reviews. Uh, if you get there early enough as an artist, you can show some of your drawings and go from there. Drawings, drawings, um, very good. Uh, so we're we're gonna jump into some. Other, you, you have a, do you have some time to hang, David, or are you, are you gonna get to do your makeup? Or what's happening, man? Because we're about uh, to jump I, in a couple of things here. I actually have a voice recording I need to do tonight. All right. Okay. <laughs> No, no worries. Then. Like I, have the, I have that full time job in the daytime now, so yeah, I have to oh, go to work at night. So you know. I like, oh, I like, that's the I worst. I mean, it's okay. I'm making a ton of money now. So. Yeah, no shit. All right, so cool. it's all right. You know, Bravo. But, uh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, well, shit. yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep the creative net going too. So. Yes, well, get your you hustle know. on. Well, we got a we got a crowdfunding for the next month we coming up, so it's great to hear. We'll be sending <laughs> you, we'll be spamming you those links. All right. Well, thank I'm you very much. Well. Thank you very much, David, for stopping by. You know, you're always you welcome to come here, on the David. show. I appreciate you guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll see you this weekend at the con. Absolutely. We'll be there. Oh, yeah. All right. All take right. it easy, David. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. David Dawson. Lovely. Lovely. David Dawson, the Kung Fu Ghost. The stopping Yoda. By, stopping, stopping by. Stopping by to hang out. You know. Dude, yeah. That, that's exciting. I'm excited I'm going to get to do stuff. I want to go to his booth. Yeah, Pop-up. well, it's a, that might be a good place to start. Go I'm there. only going to be there on Thursday, and that's it. Well, so I mean, on, the, can, on the outside. We, so. we can start there. 
it's a bar, so I'm sure they'll we can have a beer and then go see what's yeah. going on. Yeah, uh, I should be there. I don't know what time. We'll figure out. We'll coordinate off straight. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll coordinate. Anyway. We'll coordinate. As far as coordination, we will. We'll do it. But let's not dox ourselves here, like right away. Like, not that anybody's, <laughs> not that we're like, oh, just who knows? Who knows? Maybe somebody else. Oh. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we have a few stalkers. Who knows? We don't know. You never know. You never know. Hey, listen, they, they're out there. I've been stalked before. Uh, I, uh, not stalked before. I've been, uh, well, by me. <laughs> by me. <laughs> The uh, I didn't mention this at karaoke the other day because somebody played uh, somebody sang uh, I'll be watching you, you know, the stalker song, yeah, yeah. You. and yeah. somebody while I was in high school, senior year of high school, uh, back when radio calling shows used to be a thing, like, and, that, and and that was the that was the cheese man because you would like stay up at night and be like, who, who did dedications, right? Yeah. Uh, and somebody dedicated that song to me. And Shut I never, up. I never found out who it was. And I was like, oh, shit. That's so creepy. Yeah. Wait. So if you're watching now from 20 plus years ago in high school, show yourself. <laughs> but that's also not even romantic. Like, that's not a secret no. admirer. That's like a friend, like, trying to fuck with you. Like, that's a creepy, I'm, I'm watching you. I'm doing I'm do something. Yeah, but it was just like back then. It was like to spend, you know, yeah, every Every move, every step, every breath you take, every breath. (laughs) Oh, they were they were outside of your window. They saw your reaction. (laughs) There was a couple of chicks back then that were obsessed with me, so you know it could have been one of those. Okay, okay. So humble as always. Uh, Humble as always. Yes. Uh, (laughs) The problem is in my mind, I still think I'm that guy, so that's why I still act the way I do. So that's. All right, so we're going to just jump into some other news and stuff. I know you sent me a couple of links to go in through. Good, so let's, yes. Let's, let's get into some Hellscape Watch then. All right. This is fine. This is fine. It's so fine. It's, it's totally, fine. totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. All right. Let's let's jump into uh, your link first, and then we'll get into a couple of. Well, other I want to I want to preface just because basically what it has to do with is Alexa Nic- Nicholas was the one of the girls that we talked about last week when we were talking about Jonah Hill, um, and we went through her Twitter, and she uh, basically alleges that there was this party with Jonah Hill a while ago and Justin Long and a few other actors and they were all essentially having minors there and I I did not know the name Alexa Nicholas like I completely I was like oh okay we thought it was some random girl right but um turns out she's actually a very famous actress well at least in my day to my generation she was in Zoe 101 I grew up with this girl like I love Alexa Nicholas so I didn't realize it was her so now it makes a lot more sense why she would be part of the industry and kind of like have an insight mm-hmm. so I del- I delved a little deeper I was like okay Alexa Nicholas is saying it but maybe she's crazy maybe she's one of, you know one of those young actresses that went a little cuckoo bananas um, but then I went deep into the rabbit hole of her allegations. Now she has a very, she has a very accurate allegation towards Dan Schneider. He then came out to, he then, he didn't come out to be a pedophile, but like a lot of allegations have come by that like now he doesn't really have a career. Um, she's made allegations about what went on on the, uh, Zoe 101 set, 
um, which then were proven to be true, especially when the Britney Spears thing happened, which leads me to this story. One of her main like stories for being bullied on set was that Jamie Lynn Spears would bully her consistently. And uh, there was this one instance where Britney Spears came and Britney essentially yelled at Alexa Nicholas, who there's got to be like a 30 year difference. Like she was a child at the time. And mind you, and so up until then, everyone's like, Alexa Nicholas, she's crazy. She's lying, all this stuff. Britney Spears actually came out and apologized to her, acknowledging it happened. So that brings me to, we have to clear Alexa Nicholas's name because so far, all of the allegations that she said have been true. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. So, she, so this she, is basically the story about Britney Spears and her apology. So. So she was on a Nickelodeon show. Is that what she was on? She was on, Zo- yeah, Nickelodeon show Zoe 101, which starred uh, Jamie, uh, her, uh, Jamie Lynn Spears, which is uh, Britney Spears' younger sister. Got it. And Jamie Lynn has is very problematic, especially with the whole Britney Spears saga. She took, she was very much, you know, aligned right. with her parents and taking advantage of her conservative ship and stuff like that. And Alexa Nicholas just had stories of her getting bullied by Jamie Lynn on set, which one of them speaks of Britney Spears kind of getting her face and talking shit. And we all thought she was bullshitting until Miss Britney Spears herself uh, sent out an apology to Alexa, this is which should be somewhere there. Go now, go a little zoom in a little more to the smaller letters. Go up, up, up. Oh, this one. No, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Stop this right one? there. Hold oh, on, well, hold on. oh, sorry, I'm a little behind. See there, uh, somewhere there. Although I have apologized to you personally just by Instagram, my hard time. Oh, look, lengthy post to Twitter. I'm sorry. There uh, we go. Oh, oh no, it's, darn, uh, it was oh, they, took, they took it down. Is it it's this? somewhere is in between it, all these pictures? Is, so, like, right there, my sister, go to the top. No, it's not uh-huh. that one. Here, my sister was literally like my daughter growing up. So, I apologize for my ignorance for yelling at you when I obviously had no idea what was really going on. Brittany wrote, adding, Jesus Christ, I was pregnant. And let's be honest, all of these moms and dads, the watchful white owls who hide behind scene, scenes observing their child stars, referring to my mother, who should have immediately stepped in and took over the situation. I told my nine month, I told my nine month pregnant self to sit down, relax and have a sprinkles cupcake. Yada, yada, yada. It was a very lengthy apology. Um, I think the screenshot there that says it broke my heart to see that's something to do with 2021 where she speaks directly to Alexa. So basically it. it's a broke. Yeah. Um, it broke my heart to see your interview about your experience in the business. Hollywood is a place of dreams, but let's be honest on our occasions. Do people, come out years later and share the dark side. There are thousands of people with broken dreams and I'm absolutely in awe of you raising awareness for the next generation on how to be um, protected. The one thing you said um, you wish you could have told your younger self is that you wish you could have gone, you could have known you could have just walked away. Countless times I did the same thing and I took the abuse. Hmm. Scroll down. Um, Yeah, this one is basically just kind of like, yeah, although I apologize to you personally, just by instinct, my heart um, at the time didn't know how to incredibly how incredibly good my family was at act at with the acting language. Just imagine, and then it continues. But basically, yada yada, what was done to me is frankly beyond it all. And she, it just continues until she gets to the final okay. part. Oh, she says, okay, but I do write you this message today because I'm sorry for ever hurting your feelings. You should tell Nickelodeon to kiss your ass, Brittany. Spears and then Alexa Brittany Beach. is Brit 
bitch. Uh, she's right. Love you so much. Seriously crying. Thank you so much. All that stuff. Because imagine going decades, talking your shit and people not believing you, you know, it's like, mm. so anyway, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because last week we kind of talked about what Alexa said and we were giving a lot of benefits of doubts and we should, as we should. Right. But it's, she's not just like one crazy person yelling out to the void. She's actually like someone who is deep in the, in the Nickelodeon bubble, got to work with a lot of big stars, got to party with a lot of big stars and yeah. just went through it. And so now she's an activist and she was actually on the podcast with, um, with, uh, uh, Christy Carlson Romano, who was also a Disney star. Um, and her whole story, I just recommend everyone watch that. It was, yeah. So Alexa okay. Nicholas, friend of the show now. <laughs> we like her. We're promoting her. Okay, got it. All right. Because she's yeah, the so one she's that's an saying, activist. But at the time when she was 16, this is when she says that uh oh boy Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill Justin Long was having sex with a 17 year old or no, a friend of Jonah Hill's that was living there was having sex with her friend and yeah. Jonah Hill was trying to make out with her and they were feeding them drinks. Yes, exactly. To which I not just think, cool, man. Not cool. I think this, <laughs> I think this just all adds to her side. Cause listen, last week we gave them a lot of benefits of doubts and now yeah. I'm just like, I think it's we were not nice. only the, we were very nice. We were very, yeah, we were very in between. I think we're just asking area. the question of whether it's like a, is it kind of weird that she's coming up with it? Now it's the same thing, which is like, obviously it's always weird when that happens, but yeah, people yeah. come out and they're, they're honest when they want to be honest. So, so yeah, that was them and Zoe one Oh one. I recommend, and Dan Schneider's a creep. Okay. So I, I highly recommend everyone go listen to her story. It's very interesting. Okay. We yeah. will do. Yeah. So Jamie Lynn's no good. Oh, no, she sucks. And actually, you can go down a whole rabbit hole with that one, too, because she has a book. She, oh, man, we would have to get into the Britney stuff Into Britney <laughs> to get into the Jamie stuff. And man, that was a whole whirlwind when it was happening. I don't even have the details. Like, I don't even have all the details. I was just kind of watching from the sidelines. OK, like, this is uh, basically the same thing in this video that you sent me. Yeah, essentially. I mean, you could uh, skip to like maybe 20 minute minute 29 or 30. Okay. I think that's what it was. 30. Let's go to 30. Ooh, and shift, and I could actually just, like, hear it. It was right on the other side. Mm. Um, and I, when I got older, I looked back at that and was like, oh, that's so weird. I don't remember any other creators in every single, like, wardrobe fitting. Yeah, you know, there, there's so a weird. reason there's Polaroids taken. And he So would Dan Schneider would be there at yeah. the that was After they fitting. were taken in the, in the room. So you're, so you're in the room, and you also need the Polaroids. Mm -hmm. And I had to wear very, very short skirts to the mm -hmm. point where... I had to wear biker shorts underneath the skirts and they had to cut the biker shorts because the biker shorts were longer than the skirts. That's weird. That's that was my, so that was my everyday. And you know, when you cut biker shorts, they start to like roll. Yeah. So they were, Oh, I was always having to like, pull, it was so uncomfortable. Was like just make biker shorts, like at least sew them on the bottom. So I'm not having also, to constantly. Dan Schneider yeah. is a very well-known foot fetish guy and pet and pedophile because of all the stuff that he did with, their his cast members so no it gets worse on dan schneider shows where we were having to wear biker shorts underneath that had to be cut because biker shorts were too long yeah that's that's not cool no we're talking 12 you know 13 years old yeah and then so you know that was that was a red flag for me him touching anyone on set was a is a red flag to me now just the because Polaroid it was children thing too though that you mentioned about <laughs> the dollar bills and stuff oh oh so yeah so that wasn't even Polaroid, it was like a digital camera 
and he would go around with money and ask to take photos of the kids' feet. Mm-hmm. I'm and sorry. Yes, the kids' feet. Yes, the children's feet. Feet. Okay. Yeah, the, right. their toes. Okay. And I remember thinking it was weird and silly almost as a kid. And I remember what, what, my mom what? Going over there. I know. My mom actually she said, said no mm-hmm. to it. But, but I, I saw other parents, parents allowing their kids, kids to do it. it. Okay, okay, so, so let's, let's talk, talk about, about being, being a parent. parent now you, you, you are, are a parent. All right, we can pause it there. Yeah, but right? it's, it's like, like not, this is just a deep dive into all, her whole life. But um, yeah, no, Dan Schneider is like a total creep, which is now looking back at it, it's it's very weird to watch any Nickelodeon show because he clearly had a really creepy, pe- like, pedo, you know, foot fetish thing going on. And yeah, I feel like Tarantino gets away with it because at least he did it with two adults. But Dan Schneider was just, yeah, no bueno. It's funny, it's funny that you say that because, because uh, yeah, we give Tarantino shit, but and he, I mean, listen. His defense is it wasn't children. <laughs> I would have to fight really hard not to do that, but he he wrote. Um, he wrote from Dust Till Dawn. He oh, that's so creepy. Yeah. He, he wrote from Dust Till Dawn. He didn't direct it, uh, but he wrote it. And then no. they kept him as the part. And he had a scene where Selma Hayek pours tequila down her leg and he forces him to drink it by sticking her toes in this face. Yeah. And There's he no defense. The, cast himself in that role. I won't play the like, music. I wouldn't play the yeah. music. But listen, and, this, and, is, this is out. No, well, you know, I, I know. I was about it's porn. We peak. all know it. <laughs> I was about to say this is peak Sama, but she's been looking good recently, so I don't even know that you can say that. I don't want to see this. This is porn. This <laughs> the, is disgusting. The, the, the like, my, my thing is, like, dude, it's so gratuitous. Like, I have... Uh, I hate when something in a movie he is lo- not he, necessary. He, he, loves the, he loves the feet so he much. He loves the feet, yeah. And creepy enough, Dan Schneider does too, but it's just for little kids, you know? Listen, very no, no. creepy, very creepy. So anyway, Alexa has been dealing with creeps her whole life in Hollywood, and now she's just being loud about it. And we, I applaud her. I applaud her. I applaud her as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> it was just funny that I had that queued up, and then we got into the feet <laughs> thing, and I was like, oh, the feet thing. You were like, ha, huh? perfect. Hey, perfect. We got this. Perfect uh, Let's do uh where's it at? Let's do but let's do Charles Barkley. Let's do Charles okay. Barkley. Let's do Charles Barkley. It's all about the gays. All right, let's do this. It's all about the gays. Well, let me mute myself. I want y'all to drink this fucking beer. I want y'all to drink this fucking beer. I got three cases of Bud Light. You. If you're transgender, bless you. And if you have a problem with that, fuck you. I love him. Yes, ally. Yes. You're muted, by the way, but I can see you're speaking. Chuck putting it out there. He's an ally. He's an ally. We love him. All right. Uh, He's invited to the barbecue. Is invited to the gay barbecue. <laughs> All right, would you go on this cruise? Huh? Huh? Uh, no, that's scary. Okay, no. 
That is so weird. That looks like it's going to collapse. This is the icon of the sea. Uh, the world's largest cruise ship labeled the monstrosity uh, head of maiden voyage. It is uh, six, five times larger than the Titanic, which is not saying much. The Titanic was pretty oh. than it. Um, and I just, I just looked at this picture and I was like, it's like 20 decks. There's an amusement park. There's pools. There's shopping areas. Obviously there's all kinds of shit that's happening. Um, I have claustrophobia just looking at it. Oh no, no, no. The largest water park at sea. Uh, I would, uh, a new test. I don't know what this is. Uh, a new test of bravery. Uh, <laughs> seven pools. Okay. Uh, that's a lot of pools. Uh, fuck. Uh, a family neighborhood. Like what? What's yeah. going on here? Uh, like my thing is this would be appealing if I knew that. But I know they're going to jam pack it like sardines. There's so, a nice stationery. No. Okay. No. Look at that. No. It's just opulence. It's it, imagine. Imagine the amount of fucking fuel that that's just dumping oh, into the ocean yeah. every, every day. Like it just feels like a monstrosity. Oh just, my god! Yeah, and I w- just like, looking at why? this, it just feels like it would just t- tip over at any time. Yeah, it doesn't even. I don't understand it. It defies the laws of physics. Like, how does this exist? And also, did it already? Is it already in like the works? Uh, like it already? Uh, it, it already. It's built. It's ready for its maiden voyage. It's oh, so it hasn't gone on its maiden voyage quite it's yet. Gone. So it's, the cheapest ticket, the the cheapest ticket is priced at eighteen hundred dollars for an interior room, which means you don't see the the water, on a seven night cruise for Miami to the Western Caribbean in September of twenty twenty four. The most expensive is ten thousand dollars for a suite. Um, so it's it just it it reeks of like uh, just uh, what's that movie with the. That there's like a cruise ship that just looks just like that, and um, and it's like it crashes, yeah. and it just oh, feels damn. very, it feels very weird. That's two fifty seven per night for the cheapest ticket. Yeah. Jeez, no, no. You know, people ask me, how can you afford uh, Europe? Like, how? Because I did so much stuff. Um, yeah, because I fucking stay at hostels for like forty bucks a night. 20 bucks a night like that's why 257 are you kidding me do you know how many trips to europe i could do well i mean yeah for most people that's pretty a, a pretty that's usually what it, like look the people that are coming in a comic con this 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 week are paying at least that much per night why it's san diego it's not that special i mean Dang, that's crazy we're here all the time but that's true that's true it is a beautiful place all right um are saying though are Sorry, you, I just wanted to ask you before we move on. I wanted to ask, would you do it, and what price? No, absolutely not. There's okay. no price. There's no price. I wouldn't do that. What if it, it was does, free? For free? Doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, that doesn't appeal. Yeah. It doesn't appeal to me to be out in the ocean on a giant fucking like Earth killing behemoth. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it feels. It feels uh, icky. It feels crude. Yeah, I mean, but there's a very specific type of uh, you know, people that love those cruises, and if you're, I mean, I think it's more if you have a family, maybe if you have kids, you're just looking for something to do. It like, is because it gets yeah. you from point A to point B without having to take a plane. You know, yeah. you but I think it's more just about being on the ship. Like yeah. the things that appeal to me about a cruise are the gambling because they have like poker rooms and casinos, mm-hmm. um, and uh, getting out there and. Uh, being out in the middle of nowhere, I guess. Um, but 
the cruise ship industry is so weird and it just feels it feels wrong it feels wrong that they they made something so humongous such a monstrosity i don't know it'd be interesting yeah. i know lizzie uh takes cruises with her family i think it's different if you have a family and you need stuff to do like that like for it feels like like i think that if you know what if that was just parked somewhere yeah like if it, was <laughs> it would go on happily yeah harbor and it had pools and restaurants and gambling, you know what I mean? Or it was just technically far enough away from land that it was like, we're in international waters. You can do stuff like that. And you just like took like a speedboat there. I would be down for that. But I don't want to go across the world in that thing. I, if yeah. it were just a destination, like it's a it's a boat hotel and you just hang out it's, there and eat and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. I'm like, it's very much like a fancy resort. Like, yeah. you know, there's some it's, travelers that are resort yeah. travelers. You know. The fact that it's so such a monstrosity and, and it's killing the earth and it's defying the laws of, of nature. It's kind of a weird part of it. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, let's see what we have going on. All right. So let's check in on SAG. Uh, basically, I posted a picture that yeah. they, they, they trimmed all the trees in front of one of the studios for the uh, things. Uh, some more news came out about like the differences in the mm -hmm. the SAG offers versus right. uh, the thing. A lot of it seems pretty simple, uh, but it just sort of gives off like this thing. Um, and um, there's also been a list of rules added that uh, for members, no premieres, award shows, social media promo, FYC events, and more. Wow. Um, you can't do uh, any acting, singing, dancing, performance stunts, um, principal camera, narration, singing, voice acting, TV trailers, no background work, no standing work, no photo and or body doubles, uh, no interviews and auditions, uh, promotion, uh, contract tours, intros, conventions, fan expos. That affects us directly here. Um, yeah, award show junkets, podcast appearance, social media, studio showcase, podcast appearances affected us directly um, yeah. this week um, because um, and we have the video live on Mijante show and on the Two Burrito YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. So the video is out there for anybody if they want to watch it. But we had Chris Estrada from this fool uh, Hulu show on. Literally like four or five months ago, it was before the San Diego Latino Film Festival, and we did a live stream yeah. during the day. It was like early in the day, so not a lot of people watched it live, but the video's up there. And we talked about him as a comedian, him as a writer, director, and about this full season too. In my brilliance, um, because we were about to <laughs> we were about to start the the film festival, and we were going to be like busy. I was like, okay, we did the live show. The interview is out there. I'm going to yeah. save the audio and not release it right away. I'm going to wait till right before season two drops. Yeah, next season's coming out. I can wait. So that, and at that point, season two, the release dates weren't even official. Because he's like, mm -hmm. sometime in July or August, right? Turns out it's July 22nd, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, cool, I'm just going to wait till a week or two before then. And that's when I'll release the audio only version of the of the episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah. that way people can watch it and hear it right before. And, and all of a sudden we have a strike. So I had the episode Ooh. scheduled to release yesterday and last and Sunday night, I was doing a podcast and we were talking about the strike and I got in my mind went into a panic because I was like, oh, fuck. If I release this episode tomorrow, does that count as a podcast appearance? In the mm -hmm. intro, I said we recorded this several months back, but I, I didn't know if that was enough. So I hit up Chris Estrada directly. Uh, on Sunday night, I showed you the text and basically mm -hmm. asked him how he felt about it. And, you know, it, this, the same thing that it says here, 
Um, I don't think we would have gotten in any issues with sharing it, especially because it was an interview that happened several months back. Yeah. But they can't. He couldn't share it. He couldn't promote it and stuff like that. And he and I just made sure that I have the interest. So we will release the episode. But it's just very funny that um, that 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 specifically <laughs> is like um, right. And I don't know yeah. as a as a as a pre WGA as uh, not you know you're not SAG uh, you know etc. Mm-hmm. Um, we technically can. Because, like, for example, Blue Beetle, like the actors and stuff from Blue Beetle can't go do promos. But yeah. that has led to a lot of like fan promotions, fan uh, campaigns. There's a lot of stuff that that people are doing to promote these shows that are fans. Because even though Hulu and those streaming services are part of who the actors are striking against, nothing from the unions has said that they want people to stop watching TV shows. People, they want act SAG wants people to go watch Barbie and Oppenheimer, right? They want people to watch Blue Beetle. We want people to watch Blue Beetle. We want people to watch this fool. Um, it's not about like crippling the industry. It's about getting fair payment for some of these actors and these writers. So I think we are in the clear in terms of being able to promote it and telling people to watch these movies, watch these things, because we're not affiliated with the union. I mean, we want to be union members at some point, right? Obviously. Um, okay. And we're not trying to... Uh, do work for them but we the fact mm-hmm. is we have an interview with the show and it's starting and it would be silly for us not to put it out especially if it happened months ago now if we were recording it yesterday yeah i understand we're not supposed to do podcasts but at that point we didn't even know there was going to be a strike so mm-hmm. it's very interesting i have seen some actors going out there and have you have you what what is your pulse you know as an actress what have you been hearing what's what's hot on the streets regarding this oh man i <sighs> I feel like for the most part, everyone is uh, supportive of the WGA strikes. What I what has surprised me is like people that aren't in the industry that are kind of like, why? Why are they doing this? When are they going to give up? Or like, um, yeah, just I had a friend be like, oh, my friend was personally affected by this and all this stuff. And I do get a little sad like a side industry you mean like uh, like like uh industry that's no like they were a writer somewhere i don't know i didn't get the whole story this is affecting writers it's 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 affecting it's affecting everyone yeah and so my my thing is i'm like that's the point of the strike is they're they're fighting and they have to do this to get fair pay like to get a fair deal so i'm like this is just kind of like the hard part but yeah i've seen a lot of people that can be a little selfish in that yeah, Rosa. Yeah, that's what eventually. But I, I, yes. I reached out to Chris directly, and um, and I was like, and and I and I'm gonna re-record the intro so that it's very clear that we recorded ahead of time, and it wasn't like that. And you know, I understand him not being able to share it mm-hmm. uh, because he does talk about the show and promotes it and stuff like that. But yeah, bummer. But yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. And also, uh, SAG updated the guidelines that apply to influencers, critics, and journalists. Remember that I had to pause my review. Yeah. Um, that's also a thing because I had also booked, uh, and I talked about it on the show, a couple yeah. of interviews with some like uh, big time uh, actors that happen to be SAG that are part of the Academy now. And I have to postpone those interviews because they can't do promotional work right now, even though we might not talk yeah. about, even though we might talk more about their career and stuff like that. I still think that they're probably not going to, you know, want to make appearances at all. Yeah. Yeah. My question is, um, I would love because I mean I follow in uh, and I'm in touch with a lot of SAG actors and WJ writers and stuff like that. I'd love to have them come on and talk about the strike itself. So I think that is uh, allowed, right? 
I feel like that would I mean, be awesome, yeah. There's like Fran Dresher's out there and all these other people are there talking about what's happening. So we're not going to be promoing it. If we're not promoting the show or doing stuff like that, I, I believe it's okay. Now, in our world, it gets a little interesting because, for example, FX Alien TV series will reportedly film without SAG members. Um, what SAG has said is that if you're a scab, if you work in these some of these things, um, you know, they've been pretty point blank about the fact that if you do some of this work, um, you're not going to be allowed to join the union. I've seen San Diego actors posting about auditions and this and that and looking for agents and doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. If it's a, if it's, if it's one, if it's stuck work, if it's industry work and you're scabbing, don't because you're not yeah. going to be allowed to join. It's not worth the short time. Grip, is not worth the long time game yeah. uh, because um, you will not <laughs> unions do not forget. No. Um, so uh, the outlet points out the series is currently in pre-production in Thailand and the cast of the series is compromised in the midst of SAG after and equity members, including potentially two lead stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the thing. Now you can do indie films, you can do student films, you can do commercial work. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that you can still out there. So go out there and do an indie. Mark Ruffalo said, why don't you people start doing indie films and stuff like that? So it'll be pretty interesting to see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. How'd you feel when you saw the Fran Drescher? I liked it. I liked it. The announcement. Listen, man, I liked it. I'm a union guy, so I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I I think that her leadership was being questioned a few months back uh, because she was a little ambivalent. She was a little wishy washy. Yeah, we want to mm-hmm. do the thing and the blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, now it's like she's she's about it. She's putting herself out there and mm-hmm. she's leading. Look. Um, and then when all that thing about, uh, the, the background actors came out, you know, San Diego actors freaked the fuck out because that's all the work they get. Yeah. That's literally all we get. Like what? San Diego actors are like, what? Background work does it get? What? Yeah, except for the six San Diego SAG actors, everybody else was freaking out about background work. Um, six, that's so true. It's unfortunate. It's anyway. not but true. Sad but true. Uh, uh, so, so don't do. And then if you get, uh, and if somebody makes you an offer uh, to to be a scab, um, or tries to offer you work, the correct answer is I would love to. As soon as the strike is over, I would love to take this opportunity, but not right now. Um, so, so stay strong, people. Uh, and then I, I posted a thing that was, uh, and I'm I'm almost I'm pretty much sure that this I think this is true. But um, in Universal, they trimmed all the trees outside uh, the pick that you could pick it in the shade. So these are the tree lines, but right next to the studio, and they they trimmed all them fucking. No trees. way. <laughs> uh, Universal Studios. At you know, not in Universal Studios, but at oh. Universal where they're striking Picture at Universal. Striking. Yeah. Oh, so, good. so I don't know if these were scheduled for a trim, but they may they may be killed healthy trees. That's a lot of trimming for. To, yeah. They basically mm-hmm. killed a bunch of trees in order to try to fuck the union, dude. And it's also like one of the last good unions standing. So like, oh, can't stand corruption. Another interesting element of this is very clearly being able to see whose side everything is on. For example, um, you know, I saw these interviews live. So basically Matt Damon uh, did an interview at the Oppenheim premiere uh, and the the deadline Hollywood thing says Matt Damon at Oppenheimer premiere says the Hollywood labor strike will be brutal for actors in his own production company, which has shut down one of his company's film. 
That's the quote that they use. Kenneth Bragan on the Hollywood labor strikes. I hope, as everyone does, that it resolves itself quickly. Uh, meanwhile, what the full context of what Damon said was, we got to hold strong until we get a deal that's fair. If our members are telling us that it's not a good deal, then we have to hold strong. This is the difference between health care or not for a lot of our members. Exactly. So, that, so, so he said the full thing, boom. And then they 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 cut it down to this. And for Brenna, he said, I'm in solidarity. The first thing he says is I'm in solidarity with, with SAG. And then they don't really mention that. So just like we had that story a few weeks back about the actor who pulled the story, no, an editor that pulled the story that actually had a deal with a, a production company. It's very mm -hmm. interesting to say, um, look, man, the, Propaganda. the studios have been looking bad. First, they said they were trying to star people out, that the end game was people going homeless and offering them less. Um, they're, they're, this, this late stage yeah. capitalism shit is, is, is hot, but yeah. But what, what studio said that by the way? Cause that was freaking insane. No, apparently, um, what I, what I've seen is that, um, that it was, it's, it's an unnamed source, but apparently the studio heads had a zoom call and they were like, should we say this horrible thing? And some people said yes, and some people said no. And yeah. apparently the yes thing, the yes won. Oh. Right? So, um, so, so yeah. So that's... that's so they that's, said the horrible thing. Oh, so wow. they, said the, they said the horrible thing out loud. Uh, <laughs> no. Listen, all right. Listen, what clip is this? Uh, hold on a second. All right. I, I did an appearance on the 323 uh, with Reed, uh, a friend of ours, um, mm -hmm. a friend of mine that, that does a, a podcast, but he does mostly... He did the TV show, and this is these were my thoughts uh, as I recorded this yesterday. That we know about, only two percent of actors are like celebrities, big money, mansions. The other nine percent of actors are hardworking actors. They're going from set to set every day doing background work. They'll get a commercial, and then six months later they'll get a starring role. It's hard to be an actor. Only the top, tippity top percent, really are the ones that you think about. Oh act. no, most of them are hardworking fucking people. Um, so. I hope that it ends well with a better deal for the writers because I want to be in the writer's guild. I want to be in the director's guild some way. I want to, I'm going to be keeping making movies for the rest of my life, but it's an unfair system and people need to, you know, support the union, support actors, support writers and tell these greedy CEOs to go fuck themselves mm -hmm. that we know about only two. You're muted. Sorry, that was my hot take on this show. <laughs> no, that's good. Speaking uh, up for the little guy, that's freaking true. Speak the truth. All right. And then the la the other thing, I guess, is... Uh, give me a second. Where is this? Uh, oh. If you would like to support... If you would like to support uh, the unions and the strike, one of the things that's been documented is the snack list, um, which is an easy way to make donations uh, for things that are going to help support uh, striking actors and writers mm -hmm. uh, by the Democratic Socialists of America in Los Angeles. So I put the link to that in the stream um, and you can donate a couple of bucks uh, so that they can buy snacks, food and help out. Uh, yeah. And that is true. According to Jessica Chastain, 87 percent of SAG members make less than 26 K who don't. Yeah. You have to yeah. make 26 K a year to qualify for healthcare and like 80, 90% don't do that. Don't make that much money. So, That's so uh, as it, as it is said, uh, society works when old men plant trees, they will never be able to sit. 
under their shade, right? So yeah, we have to we have to keep doing stuff like that uh, for that. Uh, Oppenheimer Barbie opening this weekend. If you Barbenheimer, wanna, Barbenheimer, uh, it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot. I can't yep. wait to see it. I dressed in pink because you, you get. Are you barbing up? Yes. All right. It's all, all right. Ahead. All right. This file, file this one under. So you're saying there's a chance? Oh no! <gasps> Stop it! I mean, I'll take either. So you're saying there's a chance? Sophia, we need to bust out the we need to bust out the old school move where me and you uh-huh. go to the go to the mall and we try to break up happy couples. Uh, well, <laughs> seems like we don't have to do much here. Sophia Vergara and Joe Manganiello announced plans to divorce. That's all I needed to see. Um, so oh my you know, gosh. hey, you know, I knew they wouldn't work out when I when I found out that he has a whole basement dedicated to playing D and D. And yeah, he's a he's big just, nerd. He's a big yeah, nerd. he's a big nerd, and she's not. And I was like, I was like, Joe, Joe Manganiello. I know I'm gay as hell most of the time, but like, you're gonna come to you're, me. You're, I, I need a nerd. I love a nerd. He's a good looking nerd. You fumbled oh. the bag. You fumbled the bag there, Joe. A good looking nerd. No, she, he, come on. And she's come an on. icon, man. Like, fuck, you know? I mean, she is. I mean, she is, but come on. Yeah. They're both hot. They both will be fine. <laughs> They'll be fine. I was saying. Yeah. So, you're, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. yeah the chance yeah. is not zero, you know? Well, you know, you know? I'm not going to kill your dream, but yes, we don't stand a fucking chance in hell. But it's not zero, Sophia. But it's not zero. It's not it's a, zero. It's a hundred percent not zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, listen. Okay, this is something that happened. Let me know what your feelings are here. All mm-hmm. right. This girl at the airport waits until the queue moves all the way forward to move. People confronted her, and she said, "It's the same if I move now or if I move later." So you're gonna go on vacation. You're traveling. You're making the little airport line here. And uh-huh. this woman leaves all this space in front of her. Now, uh, there's still no. five or six people ahead of her. So even if she does move, would you rather move a little bit of a time? Or would you just rather wait and move all at once? I think if you're letting a space of like two people in front of you, that's too much. That's too much. Because people can go and sneak in, like she just has too many bags. Like just move them. That's a that's a huge space. I, I'll be lenient towards maybe a two person space. But something that happens when you're in, stuck in those long lines after travel is you want to move. I'll take I'll take a little scooch. I just need to see movement. So you for think my mental that, health. so you think that's massaging your mental health? A little movement, a little bit of time, getting closer. A hundred percent. It makes me feel make, so good. It makes no difference though. You're but not gonna look get at how much sense. space is in front of her. That is so you're saying they would, So you're saying the social norms are forcing you to think about it this way and it would affect you that way, right? I'm saying that I understand she has a lot of bags and she might want to stay stagnant, but that's too much space. Absolutely not. Like, I'm going to cut you at that point because you clearly don't want to move. So I'm cutting you. Like I, I mean, I, I would throw hands that. with her. I would at first. I was like, mm, okay, I get it, but I would be like, listen, it doesn't really make a difference. You're not going. You're she not has, listen, faster. logically, she has a great argument. My thing is, if you're not moving, I will, and I will then cut you. Okay, yeah. I'm so tired. I've like, taken. Wish- I've traveled for 24 hours before. I need you to fucking move. I need you to come on. 
Like people are saying, just go around her, going around her. Yeah, literally go around her because that's disrespectful. That's not cool. There's a comment. There's there's a there's a comment here that hit me kind of hard because I was sort of on her side, and then I saw this comment here and says, "Resisting social norms is a power play for narcissists." And I was like, "Oh, yeah." See that? See that's the thing. Because I'm saying she has a good argument, but the social norm and also just honestly, what you need in the moment is to fucking feel like you're moving. Yes. Think about when you've been stuck in a line, any line, any line ever. You just that little step makes a huge still, difference. It does make a difference, but but Morally. but also like, but often if you can get past that part, it's like, you know what? Honestly, if I was like, do I want to move a little bit? Because also, if you when you move all at once and you have a bunch of bags, it's like, all right, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's an old bit, so that, and then you're like, boom, boom, back down. So that's another thing. I've been there with the big, heavy bags and right. I get it. So that's why I would, I, I would personally, if I was right behind her, some leeway, maybe like a two person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's even a three person yeah. area, but that space is like, I would cut you at that point. Cause you're just not, mo- that's a whole line. It's a whole line in front of her. It's I a whole ra- line and a turn. <laughs> I would write. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole, yeah. It's a lap. It's a line it's almost, and a turn. It's almost a full lap there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Cause I'm no. like, if you're letting a lap go by other people can cut. So then I'm just going to beat them to it. You know what I mean? All good. All Ethics. good. Just, yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Anyway, uh, uh, Bonzo, Bonzo! About, sorry, this is late, but I had to step away. Why the foot fetish hate for legal adults? They need us. Oh, no. <laughs> no, hey, no, hey, listen. No. No one, we're not here to yuck anyone's yum, okay? No, no I, had br- I had that brought I had brought that up as a palate cleanser, but the reason we were talking about it was because uh, the dude was doing it, like taking pictures of kids' toes, which was Yeah, cool. also, what I will give a lot of hate to, um, it's not any type of fetish or any like stuff like that when it's consensual and it's between adults. However, when there is a fetish that you know you are sexually into and you are the writer who is causing it to occur on set, it's gratuitous and it's disgusting. So I'm sorry. Like, you know, like if I was Salma looking back and being like, wow, they wrote me to do that. That was so unnecessary to the plot just because he was, I don't know if he was hard under there. Like I would feel very uncomfortable and violated. Not gonna is, is there, um, as I play devil's advocate, is there any... Is there any leeway to it always 100% being for self-gratification? If you're writing your first film that you're going to star in and it's about your life and it explores sexuality, you would, depending on the type of movie you see in your head, you might have to, you know, be in sex scenes or making out with with actresses and actors and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's a great script. It's a great story. It's a story that needs to be told, but you're the one writing it and you want to and you want to start it. Is it only, are you only writing this story because of that reason? Like, like from a psychological standpoint, what comes first? Uh, your desire to write the story and tell about your story. And then you realize I can use this as an opportunity to put myself in a situation where I get to suck on feet and make out with hot yeah. actresses. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Or does the, I want to put myself in a situation where I can suck feet and make out with hot actresses cause you to write the story? I think, I I don't know. I think that if, no, I mean, listen, I think that in this case scenario, if you watch the movie, there's no need for that scene. It doesn't change. It doesn't change the plot. Not in general. general. You're writing a movie about your life. You're writing a movie about your life. No, I know. But by that logic is like, which comes first? Okay. The, the writing of the sex scene and then you inserting yourself or I would hope that it's not that one. I would hope that you always add something that is going to add to the plot. Or, you know, at the very least is relevant to the storyline. So if he's making a foot fetish video, like a foot fetish movie, a movie about a foot model, 
Sophia, fucking, you're, fucking ignoring, a, man. you're ignoring the question. Wait, what's the okay? Rephrase it. What's the okay. question? You, Sophia Me. Correa, okay. are writing a story about your life yes, that sir. you have also decided I want to star in because I'm also an actress. Gotcha. Got it. It's going to yes. involve scenes about you exploring your sexuality, mm-hmm. men and women, and you mm-hmm. want it to have some sort of sex scenes in it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you are obviously a writer, you're an actress, right? Did you okay. decide to write the movie? Now, let's say you put yourself in that situation. Like, what I'm asking for is it is it, does the fact that you have a foot fetish overwrite every other aspect of your life, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, for you in the movie that you're writing about yourself, uh-huh. does the fact it, when you write the movie and you decide to be in it, at that point, does your brain say, hey, this is a great opportunity for me to put myself in a situation? My, or, my or, brain, my brain, no, it doesn't. That's creepy. Or that's what I'm asking. That's, a, that's uh-huh. the reason that I'm asking. Yeah. Or does the fact that you want to put yourself in the situation cause you to write the movie? I don't know that I would write a movie to put myself in any situation. I think I would want the movie to be caused based on whatever the story is, if that makes sense. And if I'm going to be the actor in it, I I still wouldn't. So what you're saying is like, you're comparing at this point, now you're comparing like a sec, a general sexuality to a fetish. So if I'm making love to a woman in a film, I think that's very different than me having I don't know, an ear fetish or I don't know, something more specific that has nothing to do with maybe the characters coming out story, if that makes sense. And then I insert a scene of me sucking in someone's ear. It's not necessary. Do you understand? Like one is me having a coming out process of like exploration with like just gender. The other one is me finding out how I like ear sucking. Do you see how they're different? Like they can like this this question has never been asked for a male female sex scene. I'm not saying sitting here saying that if a male and a female have a sex scene, it's inappropriate. I'm sitting here that putting a foot in your mouth when it's not relevant to the plot is stupid. (laughs) No, I understand that. And like I said, I was playing devil's advocate. What I was trying to get at is are the are fetishes so so deep ingrained and so mm-hmm. important to us from a psychological standpoint, like, you know, like from a, from a theoretical and like sad point that it uh-huh. could cause somebody to pursue a career in screenwriting and filmmaking oh, so yes. that they can put themselves in okay. those situations. Absolutely. Yes. And I, to make it even worse, I you also get it. You get what I'm pre- saying now? Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. I also think that priests become priests if they want to be, Cause it's an easy okay. way to be a pedophile, you know, Got like it. you could, if you want to, if you want to diddle kids, you could also be a kinder teacher. Like there's ways that these sick fucks can put themselves in a career path to do things. And that's Got where it. the power dynamic and inappropriateness comes in for me. Got it. So if you're yeah. the Dan Schneider guy and you put yourself and you're taking, you write, ki- yeah. you write the show so that you can have preteen girls taking pictures and you produce it so that you can take pictures of their feet. Yeah, and he has so many, like, even on the show, there's, like, literal clips on YouTube that'll be, like, every time Dan Schneider showed kids feet on, like, and it's so, like, it's gratuitous. There's no point. There's no funny, mm-hmm. like, gag to it. It's, yeah, uncomfortable. Got it. All right. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, as a creative, as a, as a filmmaker and stuff like that, you always sort of try to, listen, you try to be honest with yourself and look at what you do and stuff like that and see where it's coming from, right? I feel that, yeah, because you also don't want to be the person that's, like, unknowingly doing, you know... That's, I think that's why intimacy coordinators. <laughs> yes. Not Sophia Tarantino. Thank you. Very different people, man. Very different. Very, people. They're two different people. Anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. that's it's just. 
<laughs> listen, I'm just, I mean, I'm, listen, we asked the, we asked the questions, right? We're the gray area people. We ask yeah. the questions. Yeah. But anyway, you get why it's creepy, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's let's keep knocking stuff out. That being said, uh, way back to Bonzo though. Yes. But fetishes in general, not creepy. We don't yug people's yum. Good. You know that's good. Yeah. So the fetish itself, all good. Power dynamics that play, not good. Yeah. I like even foot massages. What? What? Who said that? What? 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 I got my t- I got my technique down. I don't be tickling or nothing. Come on. Man, if you look back, promo for OnlyFans. No, man. I guess man, which was Pulp Fiction, also directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah he's been talking about feet. Also has feet. feet. Yeah, so many feet in that movie. That's the originator. But there's actually a conversation yeah. where they're talking about foot rubs and he says you know i'm giving a thousand women a thousand foot rubs and they all meant something and then he's like i got my technique down i don't be tickling of course i know how- i will <laughs> say i think that's a very interesting conversation <laughs> would you let a one someone give your girl a foot rub absolutely not no right that's not a good yeah. no yeah no yeah. that's sentiment not, i don't care if that's yeah absolutely not no yeah that was a great <laughs> conversation that was good writing Exactly, but was it because he loves he loved feet so much he it's became in his an icon? Fucking head. Yeah, no, at that point, well, I don't think that that's why Pulp Fiction was amazing. No, obviously not. But I'm saying, but but I'm saying, if if Tarantino had this foot fetish from who knows when, yeah, that could have been a driving force to him becoming famous because his mind was driving it from the back. He's like, we gotta get famous so we can. Talk about feet. Yeah. And so we can write a movie normalize where Salma yeah. Hayek sticks her foot in my mouth. Like, dude, it's, honestly, it's if that was the how, end game, then fuck. It could have just been his subconscious, it though. It could have just been his subconscious. Something could have been driving him this whole time and he never knew about it. And it was his love of feet. Dude, this is a conspiracy level. Like, we should make this a video, like a YouTube clip where we just talk oh. about the conspiracy of Quentin Tarantino starting his career. All right. Uh, Here's a good question for the crowd. (laughs) Are ice cream dates considered terrible? Okay. Uh, So this is this is another thing here. Uh, So this is a a tweet that somebody posted, and they put this. Basically, they had matched with somebody on a dating site, and uh, they. This is the conversation they had. Uh, Hi, this is Vance. Hi. Hope you had a good day. I'm excited for tomorrow. I can pick you up if you're not comfortable with that. We can just meet there. Standard first date spot. I don't know why, but I'm feeling like getting some ice cream in this hot weather. Weather. Sorry. LOL. Mm. Uh, And then she says, sorry if this may come off as rude, but I don't do ice cream dates. I'm a 26-year-old woman, and a date like that seems like absolute bare minimum for me. Meeting up would be a waste of both our time since we probably don't have the same vibe. Best wishes. Oh my god! Ah, uh, so ice no, cream, ice cream, you. ice cream date's not a good idea. Are you kidding me? No, that girl is vapid as hell. Any like, dude, if you care that deep in the, in the summertime too. In the summertime, also like people are doing Starbucks dates. Like it doesn't matter if you want to get to know the person. Like it matters the person that you're there with. But you're really yeah, gonna be so, like, oh, I'm not gonna do ice cream. I'm 26 years old, and that is not what I'm. Shut up. Okay. 26. Come on. 90 year olds love ice cream. Who doesn't love ice cream? She is not. It's not ice cream. It's an expectation that she wants to meet cute, and she doesn't think that ice cream is at her there's, standards. There's no such thing as meet cutes on Tinder. 
There really isn't. I'm like, you're already telling your grandkids you met on Tinder. Might as well go to a freaking yeah. ice cream shop and figure it out. Yeah, what the fuck. Yeah, I know. I know people that schedule back to back dates at Starbucks. Literally, like. That's too much caffeine, man. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know someone who did that with three guys, like back to back to back, and I was like, wow, uh, the stamina, uh, the stamina. Uh, okay, uh, more late capital stage capitals. It might be time for a general strike. Uh, this is a something that was posted apparently at a workplace. All st- uh, affected immediately. All staff must leave their cell phones on to make themselves available when you're not on shift. Consider Excuse yourself me? on call. You must answer calls from Gary. <laughs> <laughs> fuck okay. Gary and if you're asked oh, to Gary. cover a shift you must do so without complaints this is not optional we all need to work together to help this company succeed let's get some record profits this quarter go team what the fuck this is not real there's no way where is this from oh my gosh let's set some record profits this quarter is kind of the the, the would be the fucking because it's just you, uh, that's the whole end game right there that's like yeah. you only care about profits we don't care about your mental yeah. health or health in general. Oh, I hate capitalism. So fun, isn't it? It's so fun. It's so fun. Does anyone in Sweden want to marry me? Just any sweet. If you're Swedish, <laughs> please. Just- Scandinavia. Any any Scandinavian. And you want a little Mexican, you know? Just, <laughs> I'll a little sprinkle of tahini right there. I'll 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 move to your country happily. Uh, <laughs> ain't no ain't no ring on this finger. Come on, come on. Come on, Sweden. Just Denver. like we have our just like we have our, our misogynistic moment over there, we have our Sophia begs a European to marry, <laughs> marry her segment. Oh my god, I do. It's my thing. Every episode it's Sophia desperately asks Wait, somebody from the socialized nation. So much I hate her. this country. But you know what? No, actually someone like agreed. One of my friends from the kickball team, I was just like, because she's um turns out she has she is uh both British and Irish, and I was like right. Will you marry me? And she was like, "Yes," and I was like, "Great!" So it's nice. happening. Yeah, nice. I get it. I'm there Irish now. <laughs> a bit of the, a bit of the Irish. A bit of the Irish, yes. Uh, I'm also looking for another thing here uh, that somebody posted about a restaurant where they gave out a piece what? of paper that you had to sign, um, and it was basically saying um, tips are not tips are earned, not mandatory. And uh, basically uh, saying that you had to write down um, anything that has to basically you had to sign this sheet that says if I'm late more than 50 minutes, I don't get tips for that day. If I get written up during a shift, uh, I forfeit tips for that day. Uh, If I don't give uh, a two weeks notice of quitting uh, your, you know, tips from your last checks are not you're going to get that. Oh, this is from the employer. This is from the employer, and you had to oh. sign this. This oh, okay, I'm trying to find it because I definitely saw it was. Um, I mean, the answer is absolutely not. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I I don't know if I found it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I just kind of thought that was a super interesting thing. Like, I don't. This, we're being chiseled to death by employers everywhere. Really? Oh, oh my this, gosh. We need more unions. And then, like, yeah. And then actors don't make shit. So, like, yeah. I'm going to have to go back to corporate world. It's so yeah. Sad. I mean, it's 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 the hustle. All right. This is uh, one of the last things. Uh, this is from previously in terms of when we're talking about the SAG. Uh, Lena Hall says all the series regulars for Snowpiercer. 
how to do a full body scan and full range of emotion capture without telling them why. Um, so they've been trying to do this just to, because I had forgot this. There's a, there's a lot of stuff and a lot of stories that are coming out. So um, do your, do your homework on those and, and look it up. Cause a lot of people are like that you thought would be like on popular shows from two, three years ago. They get absolutely fucked. They get like a nine cent residual. They get like the, the team from Orange is the New Black specifically. They were like, Netflix was telling you like, this is the, Orange is the New Black was the first Big. Netflix hit, right? Yeah, yeah. And it really blew up Netflix. And a lot of the cast members on the show could not afford to take a cap to set. And they had side jobs while they were filming. So they weren't making any money and they never got any residuals or any oh, bonuses and shit no. like that, you know? Oh, so, hell no. yeah. And then people are making shows, they make movies, uh, they get put on Disney and you're going to get a residual based on views. Disney puts it up for two months and then takes it down, meaning you're completely shut off from revenue. So, you know, it's, it's the shit's got to change. <sighs> a lot of things have to change. All right. How familiar are you with the Adam 22 and Lena the plug uh, cuckolding? I feel like that rings a bell. I Lena the plug rings a bell. She was she a YouTuber? She's a porn star, so close enough. But did she start out as a YouTuber? Just yes, she, she might, she might, she might, she might. Uh, so basically, there's um, this guy on Twitter. He goes by Adam 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's no, and he's a porn star. He's done. Oh yeah, movies. I do yeah. know her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he's married to Lena the Plug, and uh-huh. essentially, uh, she had been out of the business for a while, and then she decided to go do her first interracial scene, uh-huh. and uh, this is a dude that did it, and basically, you know, she had been with Adam for a while. Was this uh, this dude? Uh, Adam 22, right? But I wanted, I wanted to, to get, get you. you. So uh, basically, the scene comes out and people are freaking out. And then all of a sudden, they're doing all these interviews where he's going on his show and he's talking about how, you know, she had permission to go fuck him and this and that, but he stretched her out and all this other stuff. And she was talking <laughs> about how she was basically saying, like, oh, it took me a while to adjust back to Adam's dick and stuff like that. Shut up. And then this dude was doing interviews all over the place, talking about like uh, going live, talking about how he, you know, like, oh, was the uh, was the ending uh, plan? And she's like, no, it just happened and this and that. Anyway, what was the ending? I was terrified to ask. Yeah, I I don't want to say it. Uh, So basically. Wait, no. What was the ending? No, he he it was a it was a uh, he didn't pull out. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. okay. No, and I was imagining something worse. No, was, no, no. They, no, no. Yeah, I was thinking something ripped. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, okay. so he goes on there, and then um, this is like the worst fake video I've ever seen. Um, okay, here he goes. Okay, okay I'm, I'm so, so proud of you doing your first, first ever BBC scene that I decided that I wanted to get you a little something nice. Open your eyes. What? This for me? Oh my god. Babe, I really need to keep this. This is for you. Anything that for was the queen. worst acting I've ever seen in my entire life. That, that is the worst acting give, performance give I've Razzie. ever seen in my entire life. Like what? This for number one. Me? Okay, as a director, I'm going to give her some notes here. When she opens up her eyes, she only looks at it for 
like a second. A second, yeah. Yeah, and well, let's not stop directing. You know, it's like that. So I'm, I'm gonna do a second take, and I'm gonna be like, when you open your eyes, look at the car a little bit longer, hold it there, take it all in, yeah. and then react. Yeah. What for me? For me. For me. Um, she doesn't have an accent. Really. She's just American. I just. Oh, Lana. I don't even. Think well, they. they, probably... they I, I think that they're just cloud goblins. Like honestly. You're right. Which is fine. I mean, they're making a lot of money. Yeah. So. No. I just. It just. It's like cuck for pay. Yeah. Something like that, right? Because I don't he... think she. I don't think he cares. I don't think. I don't even believe this relationship is real. Okay. From what I well, here's the thing. From what I hear, because I maybe I'm too jaded. I've watched too many YouTubers do too many things and right. mix together too much just for clout. That I'm like, yeah, Lena was always there for clout. I'm sure Nick is the same type of guy, and I'm sure that they're together. Yeah, and then the, <laughs> the No Jumper podcast. This is a video that happened a while ago. These guys get into a fight, and he 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 like turns into like his Caucasian self really fast because he's like this tatted up dude and you know he does porn and he does a no jumper podcast and look at him while they're fighting he's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like no guys stop oh, guys. oh my god no you guys <laughs> so um he does a no jumper podcast he does he's had a couple of interesting interviews. i don't know anything about nick so like i'm just assuming yeah, here, yeah. he's but it, it's just but i uh, did i did used to watch lena so yeah I'm remembering now. Yeah, she used to be a YouTuber, like a big YouTuber. Okay, I guess I don't know where she went. I just don't. You know, she hasn't posted in a while. So I don't know if it's like cuck for play or if it's for whatever it is. But they're just they're doing it right now on the internet. And then uh, this is more proof that it's that it's uh, cloud chasing here. Uh, Where is it? Mm -hmm. Where's this video? Sorry, this one. Okay, he dropped this one from his own account. Peace and love. I trusted you. To pork my wife. And it seems like that clout is getting to your head. You're talking real, real spicy, and I ain't really feeling it. Number one, the angle of the dangle is more important than the cubic of the pubic. That's number one. Number two, my D game, when I'm serving it, man, it's just like your mom's home cooking because there's a special ingredient it's called love. See, this isn't real. This it. isn't. Number three, don't make me expose you. And absolutely not there is nothing serious about any of this exchange this is like trisha paytas oh like those like the like the brothers that were making out there sorry there was a video of the two incest brothers that made out yeah a lot of people doing a lot of stuff for clout right now okay it pays and we're the dumbasses because we don't do it we need to do it why can't we start doing something like that <laughs> unmute yourself sir <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're was... reacting to their bullshit and uh, they're making bank <laughs> yeah we should be we should be on tiktok going gang gang hot dog good gang gang hot dog good <laughs> yum hot dog yum, yum. yum. ice cream I want to be a sellout. I want to be a grifter I want to just be a clout goblin oh man uh, we should why oh. don't we I mean, as a social experiment, I would really like to do like a like just a right wing thing clip, just to yeah. see if and if anybody just like 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 right wing, like Republican Lou, like real quick and just be like, oh, one hundred percent. We should go full Republican. We would. Um, we'd, we would clean up. Hell yeah! It would be like pearly things meets. Uh, <laughs> 
you should go full. You should be the the bi the bi anti feminist. The bi the the, the bi non feminist. Yeah, like, there. I don't think they have one. I'm buying. I'm against gay rights. Like what? Yeah. What? Gay oh, people man. shouldn't have the right to vote. What? Next what? pride is going to be very awkward if I do that. Yeah. No. I'll that's, do it. That's like. What was the Lena Dunham where she was like women oh, shouldn't vote? Was it Lena Dunham that put out that stupid scene where she's like, "When I die, oh. carry him around pride and talk about what a great ally I was." I was like, "What? Shut the fuck up!" I love it. Oh, uh, are we ready for the anonymous ones, or we have? Yes, I believe we have one new question as we. All right. Cool, cool. Uh, let me make sure. All right, I have one more palate cleanser, and then we'll get, we'll right. get on with it. All right. This is a video of Tom Holland, who I agreed to have okay. gay sex with for Prime Month. Oh, you did? Yes, with him. I really do not like Hollywood. It is not for me. The, the business really scares me. I understand that I'm a part of that business, and I enjoy my kind of interactions with it. But that said... I am always looking for ways to kind of remove myself from it to kind of just live as normal a life as possible. Today, doing this is a very rare thing for me to do. Yeah, I definitely think it has been an ongoing thought, which is don't lose yourself. I've seen so many people come before me and lose themselves. And I've had friends that I've grown up with that aren't friends of mine anymore because they've lost themselves to this business. And I just am really, really keen to focus on what makes me happy, which is my family. It's my friends. It's my carpentry, my golf, um, the charity that my mum runs. Like That is the stuff that makes me really happy, and that's the stuff that I should protect. My relationship is the thing that I keep most sacred. I don't talk about it. I, I try my best to keep it as private as possible. We both feel very strongly that that is the healthiest way for us to, to move on as a couple. Um so I do try to keep as removed from it as possible. Like you'll never see me at an award show that I don't have to be at. I'm never going to a red carpet event that I'm not in the film of, you know. I don't want the attention when I don't need it. Yes. I saw that. I love that. I think Is he like most evolved actor? Um, no, there's plenty of actors that have said the same thing before him. Uh, and I think if we're going to go back to like how we were fucking around earlier about like, why don't we do that and stuff like that? The culture in Hollywood is very, very like high schooly and very like clicky and it's easy and also very drug and party driven. And it's easy to lose yourself in all of that, especially once you become famous and all of that. So I feel like I feel like he's doing it right, but it's it, it's very hard and few and far between actors that can stick to that, especially the bigger that you get, you know, the bigger your circle gets, the more premieres you get pulled into, the more all of that. So good for him. And I'm very happy that I can see some, you know, like him and Zendaya making healthy choices and somehow still having a career within Hollywood. That being said, it's also a privileged thing to say, right? Because in order to say that there's this monster that you need to stay away from because it's unhealthy, which is Hollywood, you have to have broken into it mm. first. Sure. You know, so it, it is a little bit of like props to you, kudos. And I want to be you because I want to have broken in and ignored everyone as well. I want to be able to say I don't want to go there because I'm being healthy. 
you know yeah 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 it's definitely like, a, like you he's, have, he's settled you have to he's ma- making bank he's a well-known name his career set so i'm like good for you kid well, i guess he's a well-adjusted uh well-adjusted adult honestly well-adjusted uh person who is very privileged exactly yeah yeah so it's like it's like half happy half like well good for you that you could say that because i'm like it, it comes you know must it must be nice must, it's must kinda, yeah <laughs> must be nice like i'm like it's we're healthy at the bottom you're healthy at the top and healthy is good but there's people that yeah. are like like lena like nick you know like right. unhealthy and clearly very i don't know but they're also making bank and doing you know what they got to do so honestly no 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 like no judgment on anyone everyone's gonna do what they got to do whatever yeah but very happy to see a like you know well established uh big name also healthy actor yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the idol was so bad that it might kill uh, season three of Zendaya's show. So, you know, idol. Uh, yeah, the Sam Levinson show with the weekend, and uh, yeah, it's really, really bad. It was really, really bad. Uh, so, and Sam Zendaya Levinson, will be fine. She's she'll be on. fine. She'll be fine. All right. Uh, she's an icon. She's a one name icon at this point. She's like Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, she's 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 definitely there. All right, uh, and then the last thing that I had here um, is uh, I want to do one shout out to Barrio Drive. We talked about some of their uh, Pride Month stuff here, yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I keep I keep just saving their website, and they always have such like cool stuff, uh, like uh, community stuff and these uh, La Mero Mero. Uh, Love the backpack. Amor Sagrado. This is the this is the Amor Sagrado shirt with the, oh the homie. Yeah, it's real cool stuff. So shout out Barrio Drive. I don't know why I keep having it there, but uh, let's support uh, interesting companies. All right. Uh, awesome. So we had um, when we had uh, when we had the Kenneth show with Rosa and uh, and Polly stopping by. We did talk a little bit about the uh, Sound of Freedom movie. Um, I just wanted to like just because it's I'm a little I still want to watch the movie, but have you have you been up on any of the sort of conversation around it at all? No, I was sent something, but I, I didn't I didn't have time to watch it. No, what's going on there? Right. So basically this was a thread. Something. Um because basically what it is, I think, is that it's a I've been I've been really trying to analyze it because anytime there's controversy about a movie before it comes out or stuff like that, I always want to watch it myself as a filmmaker to see if it has any merit, right? Mm-hmm. But what it looks like is that they made uh, Disney had uh, made this movie. Uh, the studio Angel Studios bought the rights back, uh, and basically what people are saying or trying to show this as, and what uh, has been happening is just like um, in the Heights and other films that have come out people are buying out movie theaters um, for people to watch the movie so much so that it was like number two, number three in the country in box office is like an independent film. Right. And it was making a ton of money and then looking into it. um, It's obviously something that you think you couldn't, you couldn't be against this, right? It's a movie that talks about the horrors of child trafficking. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty hot take if you're saying, like, you know, I'm not against child trafficking, right? So it seemed very simplistic to be like, yeah, this is something that everybody can agree on that is bad. Uh, Basically, it's a different version of, like, Taken, okay? Which is 
not teen trafficking, I guess, for, for sex work. Um, so the movie comes out and I think religious people, you know, really felt like, like they were seen because mm-hmm. they, it, it's something that, but I, I just think there's just this weird multiple levels about it because everybody that's invited me and say, like, I've had several people that have told me, Hey, we're, we're buying tickets for anybody that wants to see this. That's the, um, thing- the Sorry to cut you off. That's the one that Polly recommended, right? Yeah. The Polly recommended. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are just buying tickets for people. And I don't know if it's a, so I, I don't know. It just feels weird. It feels weird that they sort of grabbed onto it. I've heard things people are saying like, it's a, it's a super fear hero movie for like divorced dads or people that are like QAnon supporters. Um, this is, this is something that popped up on my feed the other day uh, about it. It can't say against the film. Well, you what is wrong with you? Uh, Sound right. of Freedom is a dangerous child trafficking exploitation film being weaponized to incite death cult to target Democrats in order to stabilize American democracy. I think this is a pretty extreme take, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, it was funded by actual sex traffickers and accused sexual predators. So the story is a sort of semi-autographical true story about this guy. But I've also read quotes from actual people like in government organizations that say there are these people who are LARPing as like lone wolves and I'm going to dismantle the industry. Like there's people out there that really do stuff like that. You know what I mean? That, that feel like they're out there helping, you know what I mean? But they're not really part of any organized organization or agencies that are doing into it. Right. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of shit out there about the, the, the alleged hero of the story and, 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 and and stuff like that. So I, I just wanted to sort of see if you had heard anything about it because I'm just like overwhelmed with different information about it. That's crazy. No, no, this has been totally out of my sphere lately. Um, yeah, so I will have to it and dig into it a bit. Yeah, Are you so buying? Is it free anywhere? Or do I have to buy a ticket to? Support? No, there's people that are like paying it, paying it forward, um, yeah. or like buying buying tickets for people to go see the movie. Um, and so it's kind of interesting, like. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'm going to look more into it this week. Maybe then on our next show, uh, I'll, I'll have a couple of videos or something pop into it. And I kind of want to watch it just so I can see what the fuck's going on. Let's do it. Let's have a movie night. Let's watch it. I mean, I'm not going to watch it before. I watch <laughs> You're so not Bar- excited. I'd much rather watch Barbie or Oppenheimer. Barbenheimer and then, and then Sounds of Freedom. Sounds of Freedom. Because I think, look, nobody's, nobody's against that. But I think this whole thing where they're like, we got to build awareness is very this thing that has existed since the dawn of time yeah that's like you know that's like you know showing friday the 13th and being like we need to bring awareness to feminicidio like yeah you know, you know like there's nobody that's against that right and i don't know and so it it, it feels like they're trying to make it like their movie and just if you don't like this movie, you don't watch this movie, then it's almost like they're trying to prove something that can't be unproven, like how they like to throw out the PDF file for, for, for leftists and Democrats and stuff like that. It's almost right. like it's almost like a like a purity test. Like, unless you agree with us 100 percent on what this movie is, we get to say this shit that we say about you. Oh, look at them. They're not promoting this movie. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just kind of feels it feels kind of forced, you know, um, and apparently a lot of the money that's being used to funnel into it is a lot of organizations just 
buying out movie theaters and there's not a lot of people in the theater, but the whole movie theater got bought out. Is it know? like right wing? Like Yeah, it's like and, and then the the guys who like Jim Caviezel, the actor, and some of the people. And the thing is it's a Latino director. And so yes. it's like so some people are like, it's the hottest Latino movie out there. And it and it does have a theme of like South America. And I think it's Colombia or Nicaragua yeah. or something like that. So it's a weird fucking thing. So is it Yay, we support that. I don't know. I gotta I watch know. it. I, I really have to watch it. it. I think. I, uh, I think it's like it's it's a weird. It's a. It's it's one of those things that I love, which is the awkward things where different sides have to figure out what side they're on and they're choosing and picking and stuff like that. We love intersectionality. Like this is when it gets yeah. confusing we as love, shit. We love that gray area bullshit. <laughs> what, what's happening? So we'll we'll touch base on that. All right. We have one on Nama's way, and then we'll get the fuck out on with All right. Name. All right. Uh, now it's time for No Names Way. No Names Way. No Names. All right. All right. This today's question comes to us from Chispita. Chispita writes Hola, amigos y amigas. So, my friend is in a predicament, and I hope y'all can help. She is contemplating on breaking up with her boyfriend. So a couple of months ago, my friend's boyfriend asked if she would be okay if he worked as a security guard in a strip club. She said she wouldn't and asked him not to take the job. He was okay with the response and said he would wait a couple of months to ask again. As of today, he told her he had accepted the job as a security guard in a strip club. He told her the pay is very good and we only do it until December. My friend feels it would be best to break things off now and in good terms than frame the shit on her and break her heart. She trusts her boyfriend knows how a flirty woman can be, uh, how tempting a strip club environment can be. She has been cheating on before and does not want to go through this again. She's heartbroken because she really likes him, but does not want to see what will happen. Okay. Ooh, that's juicy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, hmm. do you want to go first? I'm just trying to figure out who gets more pussy. Strip club security guards or strip club DJs? Huh. Because I'd like to do. <laughs> I mean, I know, right? I think I can. A- I think it's not that far away from uh, karaoke. I could definitely handle strip club DJ. Um, okay, uh, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. All right. So, okay. well, the first thing is, uh, how long have they been together, and do they really feel uh, that this is something that would break a relationship? If it's an established relationship, then. You know, if he's not bulletproof, uh, then you have bigger problems already. If you're, if the relationship is, if the relationship is really good and everything's happy, and this is the first time you're worrying about him being in an environment where you would cheat, then there's something there, right? There's something about whether or not you should really, you know, it's a job, right? It's a job is going to put him in a tough environment, and depending on how long they've been together. Um, and how strong the relationship, there might be something already before then that causes her to have this. Is he flirtatious at parties? Uh, does he have like a work wife? Uh, you know, like how does he, is he, is he harding and yeah, uh, being thirsty on people's uh, Instagram stories and shit like that. So that would be my first question. Um, and the second part is, uh, maybe look for some jobs for him. I don't know if, if you don't want him to make money, then, and you're a hundred percent sure that he's going to cheat. Cause you don't trust all women. Um, <laughs> but you got to get strippers. 
I know. What did a stripper ever do to you except provide a service to lonely men in a time of need? <laughs> For Sophia. money, though. So he. So my my thing is, uh, uh, I honestly, I wouldn't see a strip club as like the first, the most tempting place where a security guard could get laid. I think if you wanted to work at a nightclub, I would be a lot more tense because there's drunk girls that he will have contact with at the strip club. Honestly, it's probably just going to be like more of a doorman. And honestly, those women are just there to get paid and to work. And it's, you know, everyone's tired and dancing for the most part. So, but that's also, that's just me. That's my perspective. I know a few strippers. Okay. But um, but that being said, I can understand in a relationship where like you want to have no exposure just because the likelihood of you cheating with more exposure automatically goes higher. Right. So I understand that viewpoint. However, even if he did have an office job, how many people have had affairs, you know, like, yeah, regardless this person is either going to be loyal to you or not, not depending on what job they have. Um, And then that being said, if they're a security guard in general, if you're, I don't know, man, I think, I think your idea of finding him a job would be pretty good. Finding him a job elsewhere, finding him a job. I don't know at a freaking water plant facility. I don't know what kind of security you want him to do, Uh, but yeah, no, as far I, I can see, I can see where the jealousy would come in because, you know, we're karaoke hosts. We, you know, we worked in the nightlife and we yeah. were exposed to nightlife on a nightly yeah. basis. It's very different than to not have that exposure and be at, at home or be in an office. But all I'm saying is that regardless, you're going to have to either trust them or not at the end of the day. It sounds like it's too early on for you to have that trust, but I think it's also too early on to break up. I don't know. I feel like you already voiced an opinion and he still took the job, which is also slightly a red flag, mm-hmm. but how bad does he need the money? How desperate is he for a job? And the job market honestly sucks right now. So you live together, that brings another part of the equation. Yeah. Are you in different places? If you're not paying his bills and you're not willing to pay his bills, um, then you can't then, tell him what to do. Then you gotta let it happen. And if you think, and yeah. Sophia's right, if he's going to cheat, he's going to cheat with you, whether he works at Walmart, whether he works at a strip club, uh, yeah. at the gym uh like yeah low exposure jobs are like work from home yeah, unless you unless you get them to work from home unless you're like oh I, I need a security guard in my house and you're gonna pay him yeah <laughs> you know like what the fuck yeah. um i do think that out of all the jobs at the strip club uh bouncer or security guard is probably i mean i would say djs and strip club managers are the ones that are probably have the most pussy thrown at them there and the patrons you know strip security guards are outside most of the time man they don't really they're just like they open up the door for them close the door for them that's about it i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know i was i was considering being a strip club hostess for Mm. a while but the thing is the idea of having creepy men just creep on me all night creeps me out so didn't do that that's because you was raised. But, the, but you know, but the security, the security guard, I feel like less men would creep on him. So I'm like, I know you're worried about the dancers, and trust me, the dancers are only worried about just making their their money. The dancers are worried about making money, and, yeah, and getting home, like, and whether they're and whether their fucking um, shitty ass boyfriend with no job is gonna come pick them up in their own car at three exactly. in the morning, or if they're gonna have to wait because they're late because they're at home and they fell asleep playing PlayStation. Uh, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's what the yeah. strippers are worried about. Yeah. So, yeah. So I honestly, I, I see that as a very low exposure job. 
surprisingly. But I don't know. As far as advice, I wouldn't break up with him. If the way Lou said, if you guys are not living together, if you're not paying his bills, and if he said, I'm I'm sorry, I just really need the money. I'm sorry that I disregarded, you know, what you said. I really needed the money and it's only till December. Then I would say stay. But it sounds like you already made up your mind because the way that you're the way that this is being written is very much like, you know, she doesn't she already been cheated on. She doesn't want to go through that again. And yeah. it sounds like you made up your mind, honestly, which is fair. It's totally fine. If you just want to if it's early on, you want to cut it loose, cut it loose. Listen, if this is a boundary, is this a is this a Jonah Hill thing? Oh, is my this, God. Is this a, is this her boundary or is this control? This would be control, in my opinion, which is why I'm telling her that I would not, you know, like you can tell him it makes me feel uncomfortable that you would take this job. He did. So I'm assuming that that's more where the anger lies. And that's totally fair, which means you can leave. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, do I think that, you know, he should have not taken the job? No, absolutely not. I'm, I'm saying she stays. I think that this guy hasn't done anything wrong yet. The problem is until he cheats. Right. And with her, she wants to avoid that. So if you want yeah. to avoid it, very good him. pay. Then I dump mean, him. It's, maybe he wants to buy you a nice present. Maybe he wants to buy you an engagement ring. And yeah. the only way that he can do it is by working this dirty ass job until December. So he's got enough money. Yeah, maybe. Until December. And also, until if you've been Christmas, cheated on baby. before, if you've been cheated on before. You're probably bringing some of that into the relationship. So, which is also not the, healthy. Evaluate the entirety of the relationship. Are you doing this because you have? trauma from previous relationship because uh something is already going on where you already don't trust them and like mm -hmm. i said if you're not prepared to pay the bills you're gonna have to kind of just let it go let it either does your either either make a clean break now and say listen this is a step too far for me i never ever will date a strip club bouncer which just yes. say, say that which to is yourself. totally fine that's up to you so you say, but, but just say it in your head a couple of times and see if that sounds ridiculous to you. Yeah. Uh, and then if not, then you're just going to have to uh, put the brakes on. Uh, and then if he cheats, then, I mean, he cheats. It's going to happen. If he's going to cheat, he's going to cheat. It's not going to have nothing to do with being a strict club bouncer. You're just, what you're mad about is that he's going to be around a bunch of women and, you know, you feel mm -hmm. like your husband's such a prize or boyfriend's such a prize that they're not going to be able to keep their hands off of him. I don't know. Either that or maybe just show up every day and just sip a fucking... Be that girlfriend. Jeez. Just... <laughs> he'll, he'll get fired real quick. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that'll be bad. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, that is our show for today. Thank you very much, uh, Chispita, for uh, dropping us a Thank line. Thank you, Chispita. Hope that helped. I don't know. I'm better. Listen. <laughs> And uh, tell your friend to um, submit her own question next time. Yeah. Directly. I'm just kidding. But also, um, thank you for submitting for your friend. I'm sure that they're going to want to hear this. Think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give, them your, give them your third-hand advice. Or just clip this part and send it to them. See what they say. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, so we're going to be at Comic-Con partially. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, maybe, maybe not. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, <laughs> next week or a week and a day from now or two days from now when we come back on. Uh, thank you for everybody. Thank you, Jose Turriaga, for the interview earlier. Thank you, David Dawson, for stopping by. Kung Fu Ghost will be at the festival at uh, yeah. a pub downtown, the Blarney Stone. And uh, go watch, uh, go to Small Press, have fun at Comic-Con. Holler if you hear me. I'll have stickers yes. for everybody that we see out there. That'll be fun. So peace out, mi gente. We love you. We'll see you next time. Hasta luego. Bye.
Vamos, papá, hay que irnos. Me estoy aguantando desde que pusieron el domo. ¿Puedes esperar? Muchas personas trabajaron en esta película y solo quieren que se aprendan sus nombres de memoria. Yo quiero asegurarme de que ningún animal resultó lesionado durante la filmación de esta película. ¡Listo! ¡Uy, palomitas en el suelo! Espera, espera, parece que Maggie tiene algo que decir. Pero por ahí, la palabra. 